Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we are talking all about the Final Fantasy 16 reviews. We sit down with the voice actor of Clive from Final Fantasy 16, Ben Starr himself. We talk about EA making EA Sports in the game, a separate entity, and a ton of viewer questions, as we usually do live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room, or if you're listening to it right here, right now, each and every Thursday. With all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Nothing is going to stop me today. Today yeah. has been a great day as uh, so a yeah. recording. Tomorrow will also be a great day because Final Fantasy 16 will be here. What Ooh. a what a what a day. What a Kyle ass week. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And Kyle, I have even I have even better news for you. Okay, are you sitting down for this one? Uh, I hope you are. Yeah. We are podcasting. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Um so this Friday. I'm in a great mood because I I beat PlayStation Direct. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I beat him for the both of us, bud. So, you know, if y'all have been following this thread for literally years now, ever since I bought the PS5 and Kyle's bought the PS5, mm-hmm. um, we no longer can access PlayStation Direct. We don't oh, know well, what's going on. I, yes, I didn't get mine through Direct. I got mine oh, sorry. old-fashioned through GameStop. The last so, thing I did was the Horizon Collector's Edition. After that, it was done. <laughs> so we picked a bone at someone over at PlayStation Direct. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> at some point, And now we can't purchase anything from them. We don't know why. Uh, we don't know who we made upset. Maybe it's Andrew House because of all of his mail that we sold. It, it, but... gets, it gets charged, then immediately refunded. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so infuriating. I don't know. So the Spider-Man, you know, drama of Friday happens where I try to buy it. You know, PlayStation Direct told told me they fixed my problem. They did not fix my problem. Because this is all news to me because I was off of social media for a few days. So I have no idea how this happened. (laughs) So I'm very, I'm very inconvenienced and I didn't want to be a Karen about it, Mm -hmm. but uh, I kind of was just a little bit because I'm frustrated. I'm a big, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. It's my favorite hero. Mm-hmm. And it's just ironic because, like, I host a PlayStation show and I get the worst like customer yeah. service in the world. Like, I just want to buy your thing. You don't let me. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I tried to buy it like thirteen times. Nothing. Like thirteen different chargebacks. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. So I want to shout out our good buddy Todd Oxtra, who hey. somehow was able to get two <gasps> pre-ordered. Nice. So one for himself, one for us, right? Great. Mm-hmm. Great news. Great news. But I was like, all right, that's obviously a glitch. It could theoretically fall through. Yeah. So I need to solidify our chances here. Mm-hmm. So I walked out over to Ainsley Bowden and I said, Ains, host of Season Gaming, the, the co-founder of Season Gaming, um, host of the big cast, all that stuff. I said, could you help me out? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'm doing a family thing. You know, once I get back, if the pre-orders are still up, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. 
uh, like an old man. It took him nine hours later, but he was able to get a pre-order of Spider-Man because he has no interest. He's not into superheroes. Oh, wow. Okay. Dude, the man's the most boring vanilla man I've ever met in my entire life. So <laughs> he's the missionary position of people. And uh, But thanks, bud. So we got a, another Spider-Man edition. Sweet. So if everything holds true, I got one for me and I got one for you, bud. Oh, that makes On my the heart house. sing. Oh, my On God. That house. makes me so happy. I know. I, I was know. legitimately bummed that I was not going to be able to get it because I want every first party collector's edition. Of and, course. Oh, that makes <sighs> me happy. I appreciate it. I love you. And thank you, Ains and Todd, for making that even possible. That's incredible. So fingers crossed if everything goes right. Yeah. Because if there's one, I'm taking it. You know, oh, fine. yeah. No, that's fine. totally fair. <laughs> totally and I, fair. Uh, and I go, and Ains, before you have to then ship it back to us, could you just open it up and give me the code? <laughs> Yes. And he's like, he's like, really? And like, unfortunately, so yeah. <laughs> so, again, going the extra mile. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Aid. So that's much. amazing. I love yes. y'all. Kyle, now here's something you told me right before the show. One of our very generous uh, yeah. uh, fans of the trophy room Not has a message that. for us. The, the premium. Patreon men- That's member, right. like forever, always supported us, and That's uh, right. it's doing something pretty cool. And it, uh, yeah, he said we didn't have to shout out, uh, shout it out if we didn't want to, but it's so generous and nice. Like, of course yeah. we will. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, please, oh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a new segment that uh, that I'm calling everybody like that. Uh, this comes from Toxic, uh, a Discord member, Patreon member. You hear him all the time on the show. Uh, feel free to shout this out in the show. Okay, if not. But I double dipped when it came to Final Fantasy 16. I got the double steel book, Best Buy Deluxe Edition, God and the Collector's Edition from the Square Store. I have God no bless. idea when the Collector's Edition will be getting delivered, so I'll be playing my copy I get from Best Buy all weekend. However, once that CE arrives, I like to give the gift of giving and would love to mail out my extra copy, plus its relative codes, to someone who wants the game but may not have been able to get a copy for themselves. I like to do this free of charge because I've had my own financial troubles the last couple of years and would like to pay it forward. Only request is that I'm mailing it in the U.S. to keep the mailing costs down. If you are U.S.-based and want a copy potentially a week late from launch, DM me your details, and once that collector's edition of mine arrives, I'll hit you up. So, caveat, uh, just because I don't know if Toxic is on Twitter or anywhere, Sure. Just become a, a member of our Discord, yep. and uh, we'll pin a message or something at the top with Toxic's uh, uh, username in it, so yeah. you can click on it and message him there, and uh, we'll do it that way. Yeah. So all you got to be, we love is, you, uh, we appreciate you. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So all you got to be is a Discord member, and let's just say we'll give it till the twenty. What is it? Twenty fifth. That's a Sunday. I believe, if yeah. time works in my favor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the twenty fifth, and if you could wait, if you're patient. You can mail that out to you. Everybody wins. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Toxic. I was so, so generous. So kind. Time. That's why we love you. All right. Some more awesome news before we get into all the PlayStation news or the lack thereof uh, this week, which is some housekeeping. We have some awesome new merch coming in to the store make sure you check it out we have the sony pony express shirt yeah mm-hmm. 
which is literally like one of the old Western signs. I so uh, a shout out to Mike Clancy uh, yes. who did the designs. Um, if you watch the Six One Indie Mini Indie Showcase, uh, all that logo treatment and everything, that's Mike. That's Clancy. He's incredible. Uh, the new Six One Indie logos, the new PD head, everything. That's Mike. He's he's awesome. Um, yeah. So for the Sony Pony Express shirt. Uh, Mike was like, you know, just send me some ideas of what you're thinking about. I was like, I sent him the old pony, the actual legit Pony Express logo, <laughs> and he just turned it into the Sony Pony Express. It's great, dude. I um, love it. In addition it, to that, though, there's going to be another Sony Pony Express, only for Patreon members that are at that tier for uh, getting a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, I know we've been behind. We talked about it last week. My bad. This is so. This is how we're making it up to you. Yeah, you'll be getting a different one that looks like a postage stamp. Yep. Um, that will be it, yours, but it's still incredible. Yeah. But we love them both so much that we want to make sure we use we use each one because it's awesome. These designs are legit. Like they're they're nuts. I love yeah. them so much. And then last but not leastly, we're here to settle the debate via capitalism. Yeah. Banger versus slanger. Yep. Which word is more appropriate and acceptable? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a House of the Banger shirt. Um, and the a House of the... All right, relax. <laughs> and a House of the Slanger shirt. Yeah. Uh, so you get to vote via capitalism. Which Game of Thrones styled shirt would you like? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a house emblem, House uh-huh. of the Banger versus House of the Slanger. Now, spoiler alert on these designs, because again, one's... Kyle's house. He has the Buster Sword on it. I have the Elden Ring logo. So who's gonna really win? Probably me. There's some other uh, nods to our favorite games in there, but we'll <laughs> we'll keep that as suppressed. <laughs> uh, if they're a... not if they're not up oh. at the time you're listening to the show, we're just waiting on getting them so I can put them on a shirt and yeah. put them in the store. So they'll be oh, up yeah. soon. It's imminent. Imminent. Just letting y'all know. And yeah. for Patreon patrons that. Get that reward. Uh, keep an eye out on your emails. We'll be asking for sizes and all that jazz. That's right. That's right. All right. And finally, it's time for our Patreon pitch. Of course, before we get into all the news and our amazing interview with Ben, I'd like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Of course, like we say each and every week, it's the reason why we look so good, sound so great, is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS s trophy room link in the description i want to thank our pre- our premium members todd burowitz and toxic i want to thank our platinum members jay shea jedi master ren cowboy danger d jonas young the green gorilla gamer chaotic monkey millennial falcon gaming ryuko kill 90 steven flesh strubles and bits bertos maximus chris hybrid 748 matt valdez and chris the wizard the cool wizard, by the way. Ice wizard? Probably. I'm thinking fire wizard. <laughs> oh, well, which is, you picked which the wrong is build. odd. Uh, well, listen, it's odd because I'm Sub-Zero, you're Scorpion, but we're picking the opposite element in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both kind of hypocrites, huh? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, 
Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hayden Doors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Androza Sword, Astronaut Jr., The Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold ET, said so, Tino Six Speed, N Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, and Matthew King. Thank you all so much for your generosity. And before we start the show, people ask, Joe, how do I get my voice read like uh, you know, one of those voices? It's just sheer luck. It's just how my brain works. <laughs> I yeah. wish I it's it's just the way I, I get to remember going through the list so I don't stumble. Once you get that cadence, yeah. it's hard to not say it that way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is why well, whenever I do it, I struggle because I'm trying to remember all the, the different names like, and how you say the, them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which one has the E.T. voice? Yeah. yeah. All right, Kyle. <laughs> I'm pretty fun. sure I know which one has the E.T. voice. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, maybe maybe it's uh, Jesse Garcia. Hmm, it's I a Tino six-speed. <laughs> Kyle, it is time <laughs> to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up comes from Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. PlayStation Mobile Head departs. PlayStation has lost its head of mobile, as MobileGamer.biz has reported, that Nicola Sebastini uh, has left the company to, quote, pursue a new... Oh, my God, Joe, I can't stop it. You got this. You got this. Out of the corner of my eye, video viewers, I see him do the, the Italian hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does help, though. Quote, uh, yes. pursue a new undisclosed opportunity, end quote. Sebastiani joined PlayStation as the VP and head of mobile in July of 2021. Prior to that, he had spent seven years at Apple, where he was head of content for Apple Arcade. His duties have apparently been taken up by Oliver Cordemanche and Chris Davis, <laughs> both of whom updated their LinkedIn profiles this month with the title, quote, Co-head of mobile, end quote, at PlayStation Studios. Sebastiani, 2021's appointment had come just months after Sony noted a renewed push to expand the PlayStation business beyond consoles. Last year, Sony said that it had, quote unquote, aggressive growth plans for mobile that could include publishing other developers' games on smartphones, making them cross-platform, or co-developing titles with mobile developers to bring PlayStation franchises to new audiences and regions. Kyle, the first thing I, I, just because of how my brain works, saw this news and that two heads of, you know, mobile were, were coming up. What what do you think the first thing in my head popped up? Two bosses. What do you think? Oh, my God. There's multiple ways for me to go with, honestly. You want me to tell it, you? It, it's either Mythic Quest. Yeah. Poppy and Ian, or mm-hmm. uh, The Office, Michael Scott and uh, um, uh, Charles. Yeah. I forgot his last name. No, no, it's Jim. Uh, Mike, Michael handles oh, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. picture stuff. Yeah, oh, and yes. Jim's the yeah, day yeah, to yeah. day. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I want to. I want to ask you something because listen, I I I know nothing, Jon Snow, of like why uh, you know uh, the former head left. It, it looks like uh-huh. for an undisclosed reason looks like he got uh, poached from somewhere else um but i i want to i want to kind of gauge where you're at with this because i think i saw savoy prime 
uh, friend of the show, fan of the show. Hi, Savoy. Um, talk about like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we putting you know, so much into mobile? Why are we putting anything into mobile? Fair. You know, this is not why I love PlayStation. This is, this is an ecosystem I care nothing for. Mm-hmm. Why are we seeing such the big push? Are you are you behind the idea of like Sony like going in all in on mobile still, or do you see this and go, yeah? Why are we trying? It seems like we're sh- outside looking in. Seems like we're struggling a little bit, getting our foot in the door. Why? 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 Why I'm- can't we just take that effort and, and put it somewhere else? I mean, on a much, much, much smaller scale, I view this as the same way as Sony get into into VR, where like it's a market that they want to be synonymous with them, even though Nintendo does mobile stuff. Yeah. Um, Xbox is all about Game Pass on mobile and stuff, but not like specific games. Sure. Um, I I see it as a smart play, even if it might not always be for me. There could be one game here or there that I'm like, oh, that sounds cool, like it, like a Marvel Snap or or something mm-hmm. like that, where it'll be all I play for maybe two months or so. Um, I see it as an opportunity to get other people outside of the ecosystem interested in an IP and then branch off into maybe eventually getting a console and, and playing those games there. I mean, yeah. look at the boost the last of us got. I know it's way a way uh, bigger deal than a mobile right. game, uh, the HBO show, but I can see a similar smaller size return in that same vein yeah i kind of think i don't think it's smaller i think like when we take a look at like the the gaming marketplace right mobile is number one like we we kind of fail to to fair yeah you know, i mean that, Genshin right? impact makes a buttload of money <laughs> buttload so you're like your playstation you go like i got all these ip all these legacy ip too why mm-hmm. can't we go out there and do something with these yeah get a Sackboy um, mobile game going Exactly. I mean, they already do. It's like a Sackboy Run type of situation. Remember oh, that? yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't have to be necessarily in our wheelhouse for us to go and and say, like, well, why is Sony doing this? Well, they're ob- they're obviously doing it because they see, you know, like for example, King makes a ton of money for Activision Blizzard. One of the reasons why Microsoft wants it so that they can they can hone in on it because other companies have tried to break into mobile. And it's really hard for them. Like, Nintendo is a great example. Like, outside of Pokemon, uh, what is it, Go, it hasn't been easy for them at all. I think they've even backed out a bit of mobile because of, well, now they got the Switch. Yeah, so, they had the that Fire Emblem mobile game. They had mm-hmm. that Mario Run yeah. thing. Yeah. I th- was there a Kirby one, too, or am I making that up? Yep, there is a Kirby one. And I think there's, like, Pokemon Sleep, which is just weird, oh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just odd. Just use a regular alarm. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why do we need Pokemon watching me when I sleep? I'm just thinking of Hypno just watching me and breathing heavily. It's just that's not something I want. Or Mr. Mime. Oh, boy, what a creep. That being said, so, like, it doesn't have to interests me to say oh that's that's why they're doing it and it i don't think just because there's investment in mobile does it mean they're taking away from the console market i think they're just trying to expand into it because exactly what you said kyle in full agreement hey listen if we have a i don't know an uncharted mobile game yeah like like back in the day with a card game but like Mm -hmm. they have they have a uncharted game whatever it may be 
And now all of a sudden you have a new audience from the movie. You have a new audience possibly from the phones going into the consoles and vice versa. You know, the console market, we're very loyal to, to our brand. So like we'll be checking out that uncharted, oh, yeah. uh, you know, phone game as we would be the, the movie. So like they see a lot of synergy in, in choosing this path and a path here to make a boatload of money. So they're going to, they're going to definitely do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, every, every brand so badly wants it to be like a lifestyle brand, mm-hmm. like where they have their hand in everything. Yeah. So why not have PlayStation be a part of the mobile thing? So like, you're on your phone, you're playing PlayStation. You're at the movies, you're watching a PlayStation movie. You're watching PlayStation IP on your streaming services. And mm-hmm. then you're playing PlayStation games on your PS5 or your, um, oh my God, Project Q, is it the yep. handheld? Yep. Like Q-like, they, baby. E- even like those, uh, what were the in-zone monitors yep. and the headphones and stuff for PC players? Like they are going all in to diversify the brand of PlayStation and it just to me it's smart it just depends on if like they're going to be putting a way too much money into it and the returns aren't great but i'm too dumb for any of that kind of talk so (laughs) yeah i i got no bow ties or suits or whatever mm -mm, i don't got Mm -mm. charts or graphs Uh, i don't have that big pointer that they you know you expand i'm not easily boating over here with a chart guy you know no 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 no, no The you only know. chart I know is is like a, a, a fuck around, find out chart. Find That's out the only chart. one I know. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be for us. But if you're PlayStation and you are the most popular brand in gaming, which you are, uh, why wouldn't you want to be everywhere? At least, you know, in terms of the game space. Like, hey, I'm the most popular console brand by, let's be honest, a mile. Sorry if that offends anybody, but it's true. Um, you know, they have some of the most popular IP out there. Why wouldn't I want to, you know, expand elsewhere to so to say, hey, listen, this brand is synonymous with gaming no matter if you're on console, on a PC, or on mobile. It just it just makes sense. So though it seems like maybe they've hit a, a like a snag in the road, um I'm I'm not Though mobile gaming isn't for me, my hype isn't lessened, or my enthusiasm, uh, or, or hope rather, for it I, isn't lessened. I also think this is better that this hits that quote unquote roadblock now, now. Yeah. instead of we get we get things and then we lose the head and have to start all over. Like exactly, we're at the beginning stages already, so I yeah. it's not a it's not, not a bad a huge, thing. Yeah, not no. a huge bummer. All right, Kyle, you want to. <sighs> I don't want to. <laughs> I let me stop you right there. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't either. I want to say this. The, why we talk about this subject is if something new has happened. Sure. So this will be probably, and Kyle, I want you to rejoice here, probably the second to last time we'll talk about this because yes. this, this is going to this is gonna come Ooh. to a close soon. Uh, every, everyone who does not like uh, hearing about the Activision buyout, skip ahead, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Time codes. <laughs> yeah, time codes. Uh, this comes from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Starfield, Redfall, exclusivity, quote-unquote, powerful evidence against Xbox Activision buyout claims FTC. We're on the cusp of peak 
corporate pettiness. So batten down the hatches and brace yourselves because the Federal Trade Commission's attempt to temporarily halt Microsoft's unfathomable $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard is about to get underway. A number of high-profile witnesses has have been called to comment, including PlayStation's very own Jim Ryan. And in new, mostly redacted documentation, the FTC appears poised to argue that Xbox's decision to make Bethesda titles like Starfield and Redfall exclusive is, quote, powerful evidence of incentive to foreclosure, end quote. In other words, the U.S. regular regulator is going to claim that the Redmond manufacturer may attempt to take Activision Blizzard games away from PlayStation as well. As it summarizes, quote, Microsoft's actions following its 2021 acquisition of ZeniMax's speak louder than defendant's words. Defendants put great stock in Microsoft's concerns about infuriating gamers if it were to foreclose rivals' access to Activision content. But those same concerns did not stop the ZeniMax decision, end quote. Of course, the elephant in the room here is that Microsoft has offered Sony and various other platform holders a contract which it promises will keep Call of Duty games on PlayStation platforms for at least the next 10 years. There is, however, still debate about what would occur beyond that decade and also what would transpire with other Activision Blizzard properties like Crash Bandicoot and Diablo. The FTC's case is slightly different to the pending, oh, excuse me, to the pending appeal against the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, as the latter has blocked the deal on the basis of cloud gaming concerns. That case is scheduled to be reviewed on July 24th, which means we've got well over a month of corporate courtroom, dra- courtroom drama to look forward to. Yay! That was in the writing. That wasn't me. <laughs> but I and I usually would take the editorializing out, but like honestly, that's how good. I feel. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, also, two weeks in a row, my voice cracked. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Well, you're I becoming a man. I guess so. <laughs> From a little baby boy, you're becoming a big old man. Um, no. So I saw I saw some like recent documents of like uh, Exhibit K, like an executive at Microsoft once said that they want to like kill PlayStation or yeah. something. And duh. It's like every company has that same message yeah. from somebody. <laughs> every every company wants to be the most dominant force in that field. Like that's not You're telling it, me Miyamoto hasn't drawn Mario stabbing Nathan Drake? <laughs> or like stabbing Sonic in the chest yeah, in the mid nineties? Absolutely he has. Absolutely. It's the only way to fulfill his violent urges. But um you know, to me. I, I see these court filings. First off, and that's the reason why that's an exhibit K. It's like exhibit L is just like, oh, uh, Phil Spencer's uh, did not invite Jim Ryan to the lunch table, though there was obvious space at the lunch table. Like, it just seems so petty yeah. on both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Both oh, sides. It's are awful. Just being yeah, everyone involved. Stop it. So sad. But I would have to say here, Kyle, and again, this is now where the Xbox fans start loving me again. This uh, argument's pretty weak. <laughs> Like, this is exactly what, like, I I understand, like, Xbox is like, look at what we did with Mo Yang. Mo Yang Mm -hmm. still makes PlayStation games. We didn't Mm -hmm. even have to sign a contract with him uh, Mm -hmm. for for PlayStation, Nintendo, and our whatever competitors. Um, And that's not going to stop us here. And the FTC's argument and Sony's argument is, well, look at what you did with ZeniMax, right? Starfield isn't going to be a PlayStation uh, on PlayStation anytime soon. Same with Elder Scrolls, same with Fallout. Seems Mm -hmm. like you're, you're cherry picking. Right. Yeah. But even then, it's like, yeah, a company bought another company so that it can make their products exclusive to that company. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Duh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. Like I just, I feel like there was, um, there was stronger arguments here to be made than this. Mm-hmm. And um, at this point, like I, I've, I've been hearing uh, like some Xbox fans after the recent news cast still cast doubt over this deal. But if this is the FTC's main argument, I kind of think it's pretty flimsy. I don't know. What, what say you? I mean, I agree. I, yeah. I think all of this is just he said, she said, and, uh, you know, Phil stole my pencil. He won't give it back. <laughs> yeah, Jim's kind of looking like. He gave it back, and it's duller than it was when I gave it to him. How <laughs> he's dare looking he? Like, he's looking at, like, the kid, like, going, like, I don't care you broke your elbow. <laughs> you know? One of my absolute favorite things ever. Yeah, yeah it's, but, it's, it's just billionaire trillionaire companies yeah. just like arguing over stupid yeah. stuff just let it go sign let the deal it go. sign the deal be it's done not- with it I, that's kind of how i feel though I, again i think there's still much more doubt because of the cma than anything sure. i think that roadblock is is pretty significant mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if they are to push through on the deal even without the cma i think that's that's where things become interesting again because how is how's the landscape going to look like in the uk because of everything because i think we always expected the ftc arguments to be weak and it looks like they really are let's be real Mm -hmm. and we expected the eu and the cma to 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 push this through but now that one of the main links is kind of uh being stubborn and budging in its place I I, I, I I think that's the biggest roadblock and how you deal with it is going to be really interesting. But yeah. that's it. That's it. Stop being petty. Yep. Um, and, and, a, and a big point in case as to why you shouldn't argue for big corporations in favor and for like thinking that they're our best friends or something actually goes with the next story on the list. Kyle, take it away. Sure. Uh, also, what do we call? Oh, the achievement hall segment. Uh, yeah. Andy Robinson over at VGC writes, Microsoft is raising Xbox series X and game pass prices. The price of the console will, ri- will rise in August in most countries, excluding the U S Japan, Chile, Brazil, and Colombia. While game pass prices will increase in July in most markets, excluding Norway, Chile, Denmark, Switzerland, and Saudi Arabia. Quote, we've held on our prices for consoles for many years and have adjusted the prices to reflect the competitive conditions in each market. Uh, Carrie Perez, Microsoft's head of gaming communications, said in a statement to VGC. As reported by The Verge, starting on August 1st, Xbox Series X will cost $479.99. I always forget, pounds? Pounds. The pound symbol Mm -hmm. in the UK, $549.99 across most European markets, and $649.99 in Canada, and $799.99. It's 800 in Australia, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft's new Xbox Series X pricing will match PS5s in the UK, Europe, Canada, and Australia. Xbox Maker also in- increased the price of its first-party games from 60 to 70 this year, starting with May's Redfall. Xbox Series S pricing will not be changing in any markets. PC Game Pass pricing will not be changing. The decision to increase console pricing follows a similar, similar move by Sony last August when it raised the PS5 price up to 12.5 percent in numerous countries i want to ask you a question here kyle of course they raised the price just in time for starfield in september yep i want to know if this makes if if 
if this impact, and it's not because this is a PlayStation show. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to ask this as just a just a, a what if to make things a little interesting. Mm-hmm. What has the bigger impact, Kyle? The Xbox showcase being amazing, and I think, yeah. you know, critically the Very best good. show out there, mm-hmm. or this price increase. What do you think has more influence on the market itself? Oh, in I, my eyes, I think this price in- increase. Yeah, why not? Why why, why do you say that? Uh, just because they just showed off all the really cool things mm-hmm. that you can't get. And the only way, the only, the main selling point of that showcase, every single, almost every single trailer ended with on Game Pass day one. Right. And, and if you're raising the price of Game Pass to access this thing, that is going to affect more of the public than seeing these cool things. Yeah. Am I making sense or am I not making sense? No, I, I think you're you're I think okay. you're making good sense. Uh and also just to, to clarify too, Game Pass subscription for console moved up from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine. So it's a buck increase. It's a buck, yeah. It is to note a PC Game Pass has an increase in price. Sure. Interesting to note there. Yeah. Um I think so, the, the, the console itself being increased, mm-hmm. uh I don't think Xbox really cares about consoles. At this Are, point, really? Do you think that for realsies? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Like, right. yeah, they made a big deal at the showcase that they're going to be more readily available everywhere, which is great. Yeah, well, they're uh, going to be for, more readily available because they cost more now. <laughs> uh, well, sure. Um, I mean, for me, who rather play on a console than anywhere else, I, I love the, an actual hardware console thing. Yeah. But when you're touting Game Pass is everywhere and you can play it on the cloud and everything console in my eyes for a while now it's just been like second second billing uh for a lot of this so i think the console market is important because again that's where the hardcore of your audience is right um because it's it's literally your ecosystem like you know I think we we talked about it a week or two ago where like when we're arguing about the console war like jargon and, and BS remember we're only arguing about like 6 to 8 games a year. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, right? Like Xbox plans to make 4 games, PlayStation uh, plans to make about 2 games a year. You know what I mean? Or put out 2 mm-hmm. games a year. So mm-hmm. like it's semantics. Uh but that's where your most hardcore players going to be. And so I think they're going to take that hit because they can't That's fair theoretically go anywhere else mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and if they like your experience and like their your controller that much then you're gonna probably stay there and again it, it's a buck it's not the worst thing in the world as for if you're a pc uh, person which is something to note here pc people are not loyal to jack shit uh, if you're not you know nvidia or amd they don't care <laughs> or intel in fa- and AMD. in fact they look down <laughs> exactly um so that's why, like, you see PC prices kind of remain at the 60-ish mark or them try to play around with the the pricing of games because they know PC players will wait. PC players will, um, you know, pirate, right? Like, PC mm-hmm. players will find a way. So they, they're, not, they're not the loyal ones. Those are the ones you got to have to kind of be fearful of. So I can understand why the, the Game Pass hasn't gone up there. Sure. I just think of, like... Not to say like console isn't the f- the f- the Con- console is a focus to Xbox, but I think for Microsoft it really is the holy trinity of it's about cloud, PC, and 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 
uh, Xbox and their main focus is, is Game Pass. That's right. what I kind of think it is. So, like, I, I see a lot of Xbox folks even echo that st- sentiment of, like, Dude, why are you, why do you treat us like we're the second class citizens, right? Like mm-hmm. why like why isn't there enough parity even in Game Pass itself between PC and Xbox games? So I sense the frustration there. But the reason why we pointed out here on the show a PlayStation podcast isn't to belittle, you know, Xbox in the slightest. It's just to keep it keep things fair because we were very outspoken, still think uh, it's dumb that PlayStation raised the price of PS5s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we saw the internet crucify them. And again, think it's dumb, and I think it's also dumb uh, for for Microsoft to do it. I don't think it's. Yep. Uh, I don't think you could say you're for the players when you do that to your players. Yeah. And I, 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 and I was just listening to the news earlier. Like right now, one of the first signs of inflation actually starting to go down, at least here in the states. So, like seeing this news is like it kind of, kind of picked the the worst time to, to air it. But I'm kind of with you, Kyle. I actually think this. This does a bit more damage to, or not damage, sorry. This makes a, a bit more of an impact to Xbox than mm-hmm. the showcase because you just made the, you just made access to the to the gated community a bit more expensive. Though I don't think, while saying that, it's the end of the world. No, like you like you said, it's a dollar increase. I yeah. mean, any increase is is an increase, but it's it's very much like that showcase was. They gave us dessert first, and now, yeah. now, now we have the fish sticks to eat for dinner. Oh no! You know, like the, you know, it's just good news, great sugary goodness, and now here's yeah. like you know, you're not your favorite thing ever in the world. Oh, processed fish. I, I, I that was my least favorite moment in, when I was young. My oh. parents forcing me to eat fish sticks for dinner. And I remember yelling and screaming at the ki- the dining room table because I hated it so much. Mm-mm. I, I would too. I was I was there for like an hour and a half, just yelling and refusing to eat it, and yeah. I, they would not let me get up till I ate it. That's why I like all of my parents for not being big fish people, because I would never. Oh, in my life. we're not big fish people. I don't know what was going on that day, huh. but so <laughs> hey, let's go <laughs> with our eldest son. <laughs> exactly right. It's ridiculous. I love it. All right, Kyle. It's time to get into a little bit of flash news. Gotta run fast. Gotta run fast. We gotta talk to Ben in a minute. Oh, goodness. Oh, gracious. Kyle, flash news right here. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? EA is separating sports titles from other games in a major restructuring. This comes from Zermina Khan over at PS Lifestyle. In a major restructuring exercise, publishing giant uh, Electronics Arts is splitting EA Sports from other games, creating two separate divisions along the way. While EA Sports will retain its title and focus on sports and games going forward, its second division will now be branded EA Entertainment and will be focused on quote, extraordinarily owned IP. That's a word. Uh, In a press release, EA said its new division will be led by veteran executive Laura Mealy and Respawns Entertainment's Vince Zampella. The studios under EA Entertainment will be responsible for existing franchises that include Battlefield, Apex Legends, and Star Wars. Additionally, they will work on innovative and new experiences and collaborations. EA's racing portfolio will be under EA Sports, along with the company's juggernaut European and American football franchises. According to the company, splitting EA in two will, quote, empower our studios with more creative owners 
partnership and financial accountability to make faster and more insightful decisions around development and go-to-market strategies, unquote. Following the troubles, EA has on has been on somewhat of a redemption arc as of late, with games like Dead Space Remake, Wild Hearts, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and its upcoming game, Immortals of Avium, has also piqued gaming community's interest. Kyle, I gotta say, I hit it out of the park with someone with dyslexia. Let me tell you something. I whoa, I normal brained it for a sec. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like a beautiful mind, you know. <laughs> I was just fun. caught up uh, on on uh, the phrase in a major restructuring exercise. Yeah. I immediately thought of EA playing dodgeball in a high school gym and picking teams, and all, and Madden's <laughs> over there, FIFA's over there. We got yeah. Mass Effect and 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 Battlefield, all that crap on the other team. Yeah, no, my brain went somewhere more dark, <laughs> like oh. military drills, oh. <laughs> like just mm. Mm. devs marching in the street, you know. Yeah, yeah. With like instead of rifles, it's like keyboards and mice. Ma- <laughs> uh, Kyle, I want to know what are your thoughts on EA right now. As a publisher, because I do believe it, like what Zarmina is saying, I think they're on a redemption arc. I, I've been viewing EA way more favorably. Yeah, as yeah, fan. yeah, for sure. I, I think all of their single player stuff has hit extremely well. Yeah. Um. What I want from this though, and splitting EA Sports into its own thing, is mm. them saying giving those studio leaders more creative ownership. Yeah. And really put in the changes. Like, I'm specifically thinking about Madden. I Glam. used to love Madden. That's right. But, like, it is very much unchanged from year in and year out. And, and they need to do something major Yeah, to, to really put a whole new life into it. And I hope this does that. Um, I also hope that eventually we'll get back some of the EA big stuff. Like SSX and and Freak Style and NBA Street and like fun arcadey sports things that I feel is missing a whole lot. Yeah, I I kind of I I do. This is one of the restructuring things that I actually I I it like makes a lot. Sense. Yeah. It really does. It's like yeah, EA Sports really does feel like its own thing, and now you could grow EA Entertainment into what it kind of should be. So you have this more let's be honest, creative focus mm-hmm. here on their entertainment uh you know uh like wing you know making something like an apex legends maybe into a tv show or movie whatever the case may be making new ip like the ea um uh indie initiative right we see with like uh immortals of avium no like, sure, things like yeah. that um and uh even, oh my god Joseph even Harris. Hazelight. yeah yeah yeah. Hazelight. yeah so like you know to me that's awesome and then you have the sports stuff where you're now have someone heading that division of uh, up and yeah now that you can kind of hone in the focus on that engine to make it run madden fifa f1 all the stuff that you mm-hmm. own better mm-hmm. and there's just more focus so all around yeah. great news yeah, yeah all right kyle it's time to get into the nintendo nook a uh nintendo Ooh. show inside a playstation podcast of course like we do uh our own little intro here yeah. miyamoto's a genius Miyamoto quote here, rest in peace, Awada, and we love our cardboard VR. And if you dare yeah. say anything, anything negative about Nintendo, uh, we won't have to come for you. Nintendo will. <laughs> All right. You're going to get a knock from Mr. Bowser and you're going to wish Ooh. it was Jack Black. You're going to wish. 
They will f up. <laughs> you heard that story about that dude that has to pay every single cent that he yep. ever makes his entire life. <laughs> My brother started a, like he, he got like a Game Boy. He's like, oh, I can't like uh, old fashioned. He's like, I got modded. Gonna put some oh, stuff in it. Oh like, boy. Okay. And I literally just said, and when he. Mr. Nintendo, please. <laughs> when he says mod, he just means to put a bigger screen in it. That's all he's saying. Put the gun down. After the years down, of Bowser. Joe saying, really honing in on, you can pinpoint Joe's location right now if you <laughs> yeah. listen to every single show. <laughs> just by he the talks way, about the it all the time. The exactly. Yeah. The yeah, drag yeah, If you ever wanted to assassinate me, you see Doug Bowser's <laughs> of a sniper. He's just fixing the scope right now. <laughs> He's got a toothpick. He's like, I'm sorry, yeah. you're modding a Game Boy? Oh my God. What's that? Hold on. Modding a Game Boy? <laughs> Mother Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with me. <laughs> He's going to take me out. Uh, hey, uh, the Nintendo Direct uh, happened. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff, huh? Pretty good. Uh, I've never played uh, Mario RPG, but I know it's super influential beloved. and mm-hmm. beloved by a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah. Then we got a new Mario uh, platformer. Yeah, which looks cool. Visually, I'm still on the fence about. If I'm someone totally definitely honest. took acid a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It, it reminds me of. It. Um, it looks like an old school like Sega Saturn. Yeah, kind of looks, like Rayman aesthetics. A it looks kind of like. It kind of looks like clay ish. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Pastelli. I'm a big I, I fan of Elephant Mario, though. A big yeah. fan of that. That's big great. Big fan of Elephant Mario. Um, and also, I got my Star Ocean 2 remake, baby! That's right. Kyle, oh, I thought of you, bud. I, I, you texted me immediately, and that made yeah. me hurtful, because you were, you were thinking about me. Uh, yeah. Man, I've only been talking about this game for years, and, and this being the only Star Ocean that we can't play currently on current gen, every single other entry you can play. This is arguably, not even arguably, it is the best Star Ocean game ever made and uh the characters mean a whole lot the little changes of like the party members that aren't in battle will be able to do follow-up attacks and it looks like they're stagger the hd 2d uh visuals are incredible yeah oh i'm so 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 happy and november so like i don't gotta wait too too much longer that's a perfect it's a perfect like i'm gonna like when we take a break around christmas time end of the year time that's it. that's that's this game. That is what I'm going to be playing. Oh my god, I'm god so so bless. happy. It was great. Uh, and can I be honest with you, Kyle? Yeah. It kind of looked like Octopath, and I'm like, and I'm in. Say no more. I I am Pretty actually great? like seeing that and seeing like the chaining the combos up. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to be yeah. playing this too. I probably on the Switch. My boy, my boy Ashton, yeah. the 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 dude with the two dragons coming out of him. That talk mm-hmm. to him is like the good and evil kind of thing. And who's the girl? Re- Re- Rena? Rena. Uh, yeah. The, Rena. So you can pick between Claude or Rena as your Claude main character. Uh, the, they're still in the same party. Yeah. Oh, oh, respectfully, respectfully to a lot of those characters. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Kyle. Listen, the Nintendo Nook, that's over. Please, Nintendo, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for our Final <laughs> Fantasy. No, never mind. 16. I had a joke about your brother that I'm, uh, I wasn't going to say. <laughs> if he just disappears via an aquatic hey, sub incident, I if know you, who did it. <laughs> if you want to find Joe's brother, go to Costco. He'll be there. <laughs> He's going to be there. He's pro- <laughs> no. 
Kyle. He's there I don't know right if we now. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> I don't know if that's been a, that was a bit on the main show or a post show. Post show, post show, yeah. But apparently Joe's brother is a celebrity at Costco. That's right. People know him by name. All right, Kyle. It's time for our Final Fantasy 16 review roundup. Spoiler alert. It's real good. Uh, want me to read the first one? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Push Square rates it a 90. At its best, Final Fantasy 16 is a jaw-dropping epic of rarely seen proportions. It's pretty much the pinnacle of cinematic spectacle in modern games, and its often gripping emotional story is only matched by its fantastic combat system. While its overall quality does dip outside the main plot, this is still a must-play action RPG and the best single-player Final Fantasy in over a decade by Robert Ramsey. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. RPG site gave it an 80. Not everything comes together in an ideal way, but this is a journey I won't soon forget. Final Fantasy 16 was able to excel in many of the most important aspects of what video games mean to me. And because of that, I found it hard not to love in spite of its shortcomings and foibles. Ooh, Colin foibles. Black. Colin, you taught me a new word. I don't know what foibles is, but appreciate I don't you. Know. Hopefully it's not bad. Let me look it up. Uh, Eurogamer gave it a 60. This is one of the only mixed reviews out there. Um, a smart combat system straining under the weight of a char- uh, characterful but ponderous person. Oh, come on now. You're just Pseudo. using words. Pseudo uh, medieval soap opera with some of the grandest bosses and the dullest side quests in Final Fantasy Six. Oh, sorry. Final Fantasy history from Edward Evans. Thrillwell. Uh, by Thrillwell. the way, foible is a weakness in character. That's what oh, that there means. you go. Don't you ever don't you ever give me all those all those big <laughs> words at once, right? <laughs> I ain't, as, I ain't as smart as that combat system. So like, There's some alliteration there that was, that was a little too heavy. Yeah. All right. I was good five minutes ago. Now you reactivated my ADHD. Now I'm self-aware. Man, this has so, me hyped. I'm so excited. I, and dude, I, I can't wait. I made the conscious decision because yeah. I didn't play the demo when it came out. I was like, you know what? I were a week away. I'm not going to play it at all. Fair. I, I, I just want to wait till the main game. And so I haven't even played it. I watched the demo and because yeah. uh, uh, the person we're about to talk to uh, was on a bunch of he our favorite. What? Yeah, he played he a part did. in he it. But part, he, yeah. he also did the rounds and played the demo with some of my favorite video game outlets. So I got to watch him do like director's commentary as they played the demo. And it was delightful. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got a good taste of what this game is. And I just can't wait to get a mainline final fantasy again this is exciting this is the most excited for a uh, a game i've been uh, most excited i've been for a game th- for a long time i can't yeah. remember yeah I, I, I love it here um for me as and i i, I said this on socials i'll say here i'm not a big final fantasy fan like again remake was my first one that i beat mm-hmm. i always tried to get into him i couldn't after that demo, man, I'm so sold. I, I, I am. It's the only thing that's gonna get me to put down Diablo Four. I'm gonna be real. Mm, mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm so excited to go over to Best Buy and get my Steel Book, yeah. uh, then purchase it again on digital because I'm just dumb. <laughs> I'm just not smart. <laughs> you need that detachable disk drive. I do. I really do. Really bad. 
don't know. But hey, listen, my brother might get assassinated by Doug Bowser. I can use his PS5. So you win some, you lose some, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. take that one as a win. That said, though, Kyle, mm-hmm. let's await no longer. Let's get into our interview with Ben Starr. And with us, the star of Final Fantasy 16, the main protagonist, Clive Rosefield, Mr. Ben Starr. How are you, sir? I'm very, very well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic because I nailed that intro for the first time ever. All the voice actors that we've introduced, mm-hmm. none of them have gone swimmingly when I introduce them. I always have to reset. I always got to restart this one. I'm feeling fine. It was so, it was so smooth. It was buttery smooth. I was sitting there going, this is music to my ears. I know. This Don't is let great. it stop. <laughs> well, Ben, listen, you're having a great day because as of recording, mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy 16 previews are out. Yeah. Everybody's glowing about this game. So first mm-hmm. and foremost, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I've actually made a pledge, though. Oh, what's um, that? I'm not going to watch every single one like I've done up to this point. I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to chill out now. People like the game. It's okay. I think I've been having this fear of how people are going to react to it because when you put so much time into it, you're thinking, God, I don't, I don't want this to go badly. But now I'm going, oh, people like it. I don't have to kind of meticulously go back and watch everyone's reactions to stuff all the time. I could, I could imagine it's like being a younger kid around Christmas time wanting to snoop around for presents, but, uh, but like, you know you're getting something, yeah. But you kind of gotta hold yourself back. Yeah, that, I mean, that actually happened on on a couple of Christmases. Both oh, when yeah. I got both my PlayStation One and my PlayStation Two, I found it in my dad's cupboard beforehand. Oh, okay, I know, I know. How how long before Christmas though? Like, like how two, long was that wait? Two weeks, but for a kid, that is a long yeah, time. It's, it's an yeah. eternity. Yeah, and well, I wanted a PlayStation for so long. Like I had entered every TV competition up to that point to win a PlayStation. Now, did that did did your head like like did it click with you? You're like, uh oh, Santa Claus, this might not be a thing, you know? Or yeah. you're just like, well, so my parents were really strategic with that. They would okay. they would we would have the Father Christmas aspect of it, and then there would be the parents' gifts. So in the morning, we'd have the Father Christmas stuff. So he would always have come, and yeah. then we had the presents under the tree. So there was that kind of that sweet combo. So I, I was living that illusion well into my teens. <laughs> 18-year-old Ben, can't wait for Father Christmas to come. <laughs> yeah. Man, 31-year-old Joseph, I'm still waiting. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Joe still loses baby teeth and puts under his pillow. He's, I do. He's still doing that. I got yeah. 57 of them. <laughs> still falling out. And that's why you're a rich man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Ben, I, I do want to start. I want to know a little bit more about uh, about you. Like, uh, mm. where are you from? What do you like yeah. to do? Why'd you get into acting? I'm five foot ten. Sweet. Do you like um, I, yeah. long walks on the beach? As I well? actually, I actually do like long walks, but I don't like the sand underneath my feet. Oh, mm. um, yeah. I have to. It's coarse. It, it's just a bit. It's just you know when people have like their fingers down the chalkboard, sort of. That's that for me. Sand yeah. in between my feet, like dry sand, is a really bad thing. So I always have to walk on the wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough about me. That's my career. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So in, in all seriousness, um, I'm. Uh, I'm an actor. My name's Ben. Um, I've been acting for professionally for probably about 10 years, um, mainly doing kind of film and TV stuff. And then fatefully, nearly four years ago, 
um, I, I got this part in Final Fantasy 16, which I wasn't able to talk about for so many years. Yeah. You said <laughs> um, four years. So like, yeah. How long was that process before you got the call as being not just a character in one of the biggest franchises of all time, but the main character in the yeah. mainline entry? I I did an audition for a game that I still didn't know when I did it. I didn't know what it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they'd codenamed everything. Um, everything had been changed. I think um, dominant they'd changed to demonite, and um, uh, Clive was called Clint. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, I, and and obviously there was no talk of final fantasy 16 up to this point so no one even knew this was being made um mm. and uh because you know all the all the hype was around remake at that point so my yeah. eyes were my eyes were like on looking forward to playing remake and then this kind of came along and i'm just it was mad and i did this audition didn't know what it was for then about a week later i got a call saying congratulations you're in a game you're in a game and then um it wasn't <laughs> until they sent me the script and the character bio that I realized what it was. And we were at a point, I just, I, I couldn't tell anyone cause I'd signed, you know, the tightest NDA in the world. Um, yeah. and so I just, um, walked around my flat screaming into various cushioned <laughs> items. I just did. I just was like, um, because this was my dream. This was my dream. Like I love video games. Mm-hmm. just with deep they are they are my they're not just my hobby they're my passion mm-hmm. and as an actor i have never really it's not really a thing i've kind of shared with people i have amazing friends but not many of them are massive 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 gamers i've always like what used youtube to watch final fantasy content or like use youtube to watch various podcasts and all my podcasts are, are video game podcasts um I don't really listen to audiobooks anymore. I just listen to people talking about things that they like. Um, yeah. So the fact that there was this collision of worlds in this most serendipitous way was was very hard to compute. And because um, um, because I couldn't talk about it for a long time, it also didn't seem real. Yeah. When when was that moment where it felt real to you? Was it when you put on the mocap suit and you went, "Oh, this is uncomfortable"? It was never real. Um, it, it still isn't real now. Um, even, even when I'm sitting talking to Yoshi P, <laughs> you know, it isn't real. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I don't know, even when I play it, it probably won't be real. Um, I will still like dissociate from it and yeah. I'm finding that I'm finding it quite difficult. Honestly, I'm finding it quite difficult to kind of, um, switch from, for people like giving me praise about something because it's been such a personal journey for me this entire time. It's been something that I have shared with a very few people who've been allowed to talk about it. And now people are going, this is really good. I kind of don't believe them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, you're just saying that to be nice to me, Um, but please be more nice. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) And listen, I'm about to, because all, all the praise has been glowing so far. I want to know how you're feeling about the reception and it being so close to you. How do you, you know, you, you say it, it doesn't feel real to me as a creator. Like I, I feel that sometimes people will be like, Oh, you're so funny on this episode. I'm like, 
what did I say? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's all a fever dream. And, you know, as a creator, you're always looking towards, you know, your, you know, the reviews of a show or the comment section. How do you, how do you, how does it impact you when someone's like, I don't like Clive. I think he's kind of lame, you know? That's fine. Um, like you yeah. don't have to like Clive. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm a bit of a sadist in that way. I like it when people don't like stuff because everyone's opinion is valid. Like I don't like stuff and it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's empirically bad. It just means you don't like it. You don't, mm-hmm. it's not a thing that you enjoy. Um, and that's been a really freeing thing. Yeah. I know a lot of people aren't going to like Final Fantasy 16. That's totally fine. You're not going to like Clive. Um, and that doesn't affect me personally, you know? Mm. Um, lots of people are being like personally mean, being like, you're just really gross. You have a weird voice. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, that's mean. You didn't say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get, I get that. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm prepping myself for it because, you know, that's, that's just the world that we live in. We, you know, we're working in video games. Come on. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> going to yell at you for something. Also, it's so easy. We also like, you know, um, everyone, we, we, exist in a world where there are multiple platforms that require you to have an opinion like people can have yeah. professional opinions so you know that's that's the world we live in but i used to watch uh videos about final fantasy 8 which is like my favorite final fantasy just i used to watch thank videos. you oh look at you you just thank made kyle's you. whole day there's there's too yeah. many people that like to talk bad about final fantasy 8 it is legitimately one of one of if not my favorite I love the junction system. I love, love the that. characters. Mm-hmm. Zell is my boy. Like oh, there, boy. there's, there's so much about that world that I love. So like, yeah. I love hearing that you also loved it. But just because someone else doesn't like it, I used to watch yeah. these videos where people would just say how awful it was, but I'd watch the whole video because I just yeah. love revisiting a world that I love. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, go on, dis- dislike it if you want. It's totally fine. Yeah. But, and so yeah, that's how I'm kind of stealing myself for, um, for the criticism, but ultimately I'll probably just fall into a ball and cry when people hate me uh, in this game, in all honesty. That's what it'll be. I'm saying this now, like, I don't care, but you know, I'll be, I'll be an awful I feel like that's becoming me as like time rolls on. It's like, well, that's just, I'm becoming the dude. I'm like, that's just your opinion, man. You know, I think like 20 year old me would take that really personally where now it's just like, okay, well, it is what it is. Um, and I know this is this is a Kyle question. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna steal from you, Kyle. I'm so sorry. How dare you? Um, but you know, when Kyle told me you were coming on, one of the things is like you're like I want to talk PlayStation. I want to yeah. talk games. Uh, so you know the 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 nice little softball one here is when did you fall in love with Final Fantasy? What what was it? Uh, Final Fantasy VIII was the first one I fell in love with. That was the first one I played. Um, I played it on PS One. And that's, that's where it started. And that was actually Final Fantasy VIII is the game that made me love video games. You know, everyone always has that one, right? It's the one. Yeah. It's the one that I went, right, this is what video games are capable of. And, you know, then afterwards I'm, I'm able to play the incredible kind of like roster that happens as a result of all of this, you know. I got to play the amazing PS1 games. Metal Gear Solid, you know, like we, we, go, we go on and go on. And then PS2. PS3, PS4, I've just mm-hmm. that's that's been my bag. I've, I'm stuck in the trophy system now, unfortunately. Oh, you've, you've now me. you fell you you fell into the best system to be a part yeah. of. The trophy I love system. it. I am ad- I am addicted. I mean, I I think I've told you guys I'm not like as good as you are at getting trophies, but um, I do like to complete a trophy list if I can. Yeah. 
And I think all bar about two games on my PlayStation Five, I have the Platinums for. Like I'm just, oh, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of completing. It. I'm currently doing the Resi Four um, Platinum. Oh. I'm doing oh, that. Jo- Joe's also ranked. going, going for it. I'm attempting, but it's it's difficult <laughs> it's because tough. for for you, Ben, and, and I know the audience members are like, oh, get it, Joe, we get it. I only Platinum games if I absolutely love them. Yeah. So like Resi Evil Four, I I absolutely adore yeah but man that is it's it's difficult it's a lot of beating that game it's made it's they've you know that's just the way that resident evil games are like i i never used to want to platinum resi games but then i did three the um the three remake i got the platinum one and then i did village as well and i quite enjoyed the i'm not a big replayer of games after i played them i like to one playthrough, do all the things and then put it aside Yep. But the way Resident Evil becomes an arcade after you play it, like I spent 30 hours on my first playthrough. I was like, it's the sacred run, right? It's the one where you you do it first. You do everything. I'm going to get all those clockwork castellans. I'm going to do it yeah. all. You um, read all the lore and yeah. stuff. You get everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'd be the worst streamer. I'm the kind of I'm the kind of guy that just like runs into every corner just like this, like just trying to get everything. Um, I take absolutely ages, but now I'm you know, I think I'm, I'm doing my hardcore S plus run. That's what I'm okay. going for. Hot and damn. then this is very boring, but I'll tell you. I, I'm no, this my, is interesting. I'm I'm all in. Yeah. My plan is my plan is to go hardcore S plus run, and then I'm going to do the professional S plus run, and then I'm going to go back and do. The final run, which will be my kind of like no healing gun, yeah, knife one. Um, because I feel like to do that, you've got to get the cat ears, which gives you infinite ammo. It's all just, I get it, Ben. You're in it. <laughs> I love this. I'm in it. What, I'm in it. what is your proudest platinum that you you own? Like, what one that you're looking at? Two. Like, I have that's two. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I have two oh. that I'm super proud. I mean, you can tell I'm ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm go. ready. Um, uh, number one is the witness. Um, yes. Because I gave up on that one. It's too hard. You do you because the witness is pretty much easy to get like ninety percent on, right? You yeah. Um, you get it. It's like it's story progress. You get all of them apart from one, mm-hmm. which is a procedurally generated, timed. That's where um, I stopped. Puzzle. <laughs> yeah. To all the puzzles, and it procedurally generates it, and it does it to Hall of the Mountain King, and it gets quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker, and I think it takes like eight minutes, and you don't have a timer; you just have the music. Mm-hmm. um and it's wow. procedurally generated and i my housemate at the time can attest like the witness turned me into howard hughes i was there <laughs> i had like paper i was just hearing noises everywhere um <laughs> you're humming it while you're walking through the halls yeah yeah i invited him into my room at one point and i went what, what are you hearing and he was like i don't ben i don't hear anything <laughs> you've gone mad <laughs> so um yeah there's that and then oh a platinum i got on lockdown I so I in lockdown it was the time first lockdown it was the time when it was like you know remake came out and yeah. we had Resident Evil three I got my Persona five Royal Platinum and then but in the after that I was like I want to do something that isn't a story game and I made the mistake of deciding that it looked quite easy to get the um, Crash Team Racing Nitro oh, Fuel oh okay. yeah that's a big mistake those oxide times <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. um but yeah i did it and um i just you know i it was more it wasn't a pleasure by the end of it i think i i think i was just happy that it was over but Mm -hmm. i look at that and i go i did that yeah um so yeah those are my two 
that's yeah, yeah that's that, excellent. That's how I feel with a, a seven remake playing through on hard and then doing like those extra the extra sh- Shinra simulator where you have to yeah. go through all the summons in one go and yeah I was ripping hair out <laughs> trying I, to do um, that. I just went back and played Integrade for the first time maybe like yeah, last year. I did recently year. too. And I was like I need to get all the trophies obviously. Yeah. And that Weiss fight is oh my God, just yeah. it just proves how good Tifa is in that game. Yes. to play like you can only beat him with teeth to be honest with tifa mm-hmm. and it's um it's yeah i loved it i mean i hated it but i loved it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben i got a question it's a personal question because we're on trophies you don't have yeah. to answer it if you don't yeah. want to if you, if you feel like you're you know you got a little like secondhand trophy embarrassment mm-hmm. how many how many platinums do you have i don't have that many i think i've got 68 Sweet. listen you got more than me look at you you should be the host of the trophy room. You, I you feel like it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, you are surplus to requirements. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I Dang. Yeah, no, yeah. I got, I think, 57. Kyle, how many yeah. do you have? Real oh. ones do you have? Okay, so he likes to say real ones because I'm not a, I'm not afraid of getting cheap plats just mm-hmm. for, I like the mm-hmm. adrenaline rush, the like the high score. That's a feel the thrill. So I'm currently at like 318 platinums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I still have a ton of hard ones in there. Sure. So it's it's a, it's a good mix. How would you say, how many would you say are ones that you're really proud of, of that 300? Oh, uh, I would say probably a good 50 or 60. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. Nothing yeah. nothing to I, be ashamed of your 300 platinums. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely not. Like I I went through and did Last of Us remastered and ungrounded and yeah. stuff. Like I did all that. Well done, yeah. nice work. Yeah. I feel like for me since I have the Sekiro platinum, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Like, oh, you only have 57? I got Sekiro. That's yeah. a good platinum trophy. I do not have I've got the Elden Ring platinum, but I don't I mean I, I don't I don't have any other I, I I was playing Bloodborne before I decided I was interested in trophies. So I didn't do the chalice dungeons at Bloodborne. I, I, so that was my only mistake. But if you um, need help, we're here. Yeah, thank you so much. Any yeah. any excuse that I can get back into Bloodborne, I'm yeah. there. So listen, Ben. Here's a question. Get back on track here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, this is great. That was a great tangent. I got I got a question for you. How mm-hmm. different is the prep work that you do for, let's just say, a show or a movie to a video game? And how different are you from when you started acting, you know, 10 plus years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do this role 10 years ago. Mm. That's just the truth. Um, because of the stuff that Clive goes through in the game, I just, it just, I just, you know, 20, 24 year old Ben, it just wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, emotionally, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And that probably just sounds really you know, actory, artsy, but when you have to dedicate a huge amount of time to making something sound convincing when it's not real, you kind of do have to believe it a little bit. You do have to understand what these emotions are that these characters going through. And, you know, we, we see Clive through three periods of his life and those are periods of life that I have now experienced. And um, in the making of this game, I experienced some similar things that, you know, this idea of loss, like it, it happened to me. And so I just, it's that really mm-hmm. yeah. is um, that. Um, but yeah, act, acting wise, the the disciplines are so different. Um, I'm so much more aware of, um, of 
vocal strength. Like when I'm in a TV show or something, you kind of don't need to worry so much about your voice mm. um, because you can do so many other things. But I was so worried about losing my voice over whenever I went in and I was a little bit under the weather. I was so concerned because every time I'd go into the studio, you want it to be the best possible version that you can do. And that's very hard to have that same health over an extended period of time. You want that quality to be there. And there were days where I'd come out and thought I'd done a really bad job. I hadn't, but that was the pressure that I was putting on myself mm. because it wasn't up to what I wanted. Um, and how do you relieve that, that, that presser, pressure? How do you relieve that valve? You just um, go back in the next day and do a significantly better job. And then you listen to it back and you, it's great. <laughs> you know, you, I, it, like I think you do a bad job and but I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by brilliant people who um, never, would never have settled for anything other than excellent. Mm -hmm. um, and the team who I've worked with this entire time are not just colleagues now, they're, they're my best friends. <laughs> and I, um, on release day, I will be going around to their house and drinking That's some awesome. Japanese chew highs, um, which are like 9%. Um, <laughs> celebrate. I don't know if you've had them. I had the, like Koji brought no, some from Japan and they were just, it was, they, these, these are grapefruit flavored wonders um, in a can okay. and they okay. don't taste like alcohol and they are delightful. Mm. Um, we'll dangerous. be raised. You know, that's we'll very dangerous. Very dangerous. They're lovely. Um, <laughs> I will be, you know, be, drinking drinking with them because it's it's a collective journey yeah um, uh, we uh um, i just lost the question um <laughs> you got this guy god this interview is oh, going you, so you, badly you, for you both I know. Oh, God, I Boy. <laughs> um four years ago you, you found out you got it mm -hmm. it is what was the time frame of like when you were going to the booth and was it were there big gaps and was it hard to get back into like the persona of clive after no. a period of time uh, like after um, what would always happen uh, towards the beginning anyway would be um, we would always have like a voice check. We always have a voice check kind of going, you'd listen back to it and you go, right, this is what we did in the last session. This is where mm -hmm. we were at. But the story is so long, <laughs> you know, it, it covers so much a huge part of his life that um, I kind of knew where I was. It would be more like, where are we in the story? Where are we in Clive's story? What's happened to him at this point? And then that would affect maybe the vocal quality, but even you know, I, I, he became, he was really a part, a part of me. Like my friends would kind of comment on Ben, what's up with your voice? Or like, I would start to just speak like him yeah, just to practice. Um, because you know, it's, um, this guy is a broken man, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was also fun to explore. And I really want to emphasize this kind of the fun side, like there, it isn't just, it isn't just a game that is about people being sad all the time. There is so much levity in this game um, because otherwise it would just be incredibly boring to have one tone the entire time. Um, but that was always fun to explore that side of Clive. I just, uh, I found out today cause I was trying to, I saw in on the Japanese uh, voice acting side that there is a somebody doing young Clive and older Clive. Mm -hmm. You do both. I do. How hard is that to do? Put on like a younger younger voice and, and make it distinct enough. Um, it's actually not. It's actually not that hard. Um, oh, okay. It, 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 it is a challenge, of course, yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's not so much a challenge of like vocal quality of um more to do with 
um, psychological, um, yeah, where he is psychologically, mindset. yeah, mentally, where it's like yeah. that when yeah. he's 15 years old, as opposed to when he's 32. What's the difference there? Mm -hmm. um, but that was the most important thing to be able to do is, um, is to have, have what go, what he goes through when he's 15 allows me, allowed me to understand where Clive is for the rest of the game. I, I had the fortune to be able to firsthand act out these scenes where he experiences love, loss, trauma, happiness. And then it meant that when we would go into later scenes where maybe there are callbacks to certain events, I was able to kind of call on what we'd maybe learned through that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was such a gift to be able to, to be given that opportunity to almost kind of go, this is Clive. You know, I wasn't copying anyone either. Like I, mm -hmm. I, they went, what, what, what are you bringing to it? So I was able to kind of bring Clive to me as well. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the tone Clive as a character loss, um, you know, going into that set where you're like, you know, this is, this is one of those tough scenes. Um, how do you mentally prepare yourself when you're walking into a, a tough scene? And then how do you, um, you know, to, to quote our, our good friend, Jane Perry, uh, leave the baggage at, at the door. How mm -hmm. do you get into that hard section? And then how do you, you, you get yourself out? Um, I would turn up and there are some scenes in this game uh, where I, I didn't even, um, I just sight read it. I just did it on the spot because I think instinctually that's what was required and that's the most honest thing. So uh, there's some pretty intense stuff that happens and what you're hearing is the first take of it because mm. we went, yeah, let's not do that again. Not because we didn't want to make it perfect, but because we just thought that what you're getting is the most honest, raw scene. Um, and then I would just shake it off and then get out, you know, it's Oof. done. I've done it. I've done it there. There it is. Clive's, Clive's had a good cry. And then we just <laughs> get out, you and know? You just get out. Can't yeah. live there. You can read yeah. it, you can't live in it. Yeah. And yeah. like I... Koji said this, you know, there are moments when they said, oh, we could see that Ben was really in it and I was really in it. Um, but because you you don't want to just keep doing that stuff because it doesn't feel real. It's not honest. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And ultimately, we're just pretending. We're just putting silly hats on and putting silly voices. Are you telling know. me Final Fantasy 16 ain't real? Final yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My world is um, collapsing. I know, I know. Tell me about it. There's no such things as icons and dominance. That's, that's not oh, real. man. What? Um, but yeah, the, um, that I would just do it, leave it. Yeah. Move on. Uh, on that note, um, as a fan of the series for a long time, were you shocked at how mature this game is and why getting a mature rating? It's the first game in the franchise to get that. And yep. is that exciting from a storyteller, uh, side of things? I think so. Um, I, I kind of, um, I don't think I don't think it has an M rating just because people wanted to say the F word. Sure. I, don't, I don't know if we're allowed yeah. to swear on this podcast. Oh, you can say it, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. 
No, I'm I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it PG. Okay, yeah, but like keep because it classy, I get it. Yeah, I'm a classy guy. Um, I swear enough on my own time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people didn't just want to say the f word half the time. It was because um, the nature of what the story is required it to be an M rating. Um, and I think what that allows is storytelling freedom. Um, I was taken aback by by it when I first read it. I went, "Oh wow, spicy." Um, but it's it's just quite freeing because you don't feel you're limited by anything. Again, I just keep talking about this freedom in the creative process yeah. and why this part has resonated with me for so long because I have just felt like I have been allowed to be a part of something that I am so unbelievably proud of and surrounded by people who, other actors, other creators, who are just in their element doing brilliant stuff like even when i'm turning up into a session and it's a side quest i would listen to some of these performances and some of these actors that they bring in and i'm just blown away by these performances and i'm jealous i'm not playing that character <laughs> you know i'm just going oh can't i do that and you know i would want to sometimes just be like oh can i can i do something fun like this as well forgetting that I'm getting to do the most fun thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because they've, the, this this team have brought on like the cream of the crop of British mm. voice talent um, and British acting talent. These are these are some incredible people who I've seen on stage, I've seen in films, and I'm just going, you got this person in to do this? I loved them in X, Y, and Z. So the fact that I get to act with these people who I have looked up to professionally has been so crazy. Um, so cool. Yeah. There was actually, um, there was kind of like a party to celebrate rapping mm -hmm. and um, they invited a load of the actors together to have a little party. And, you know, everyone was kind of invited and there were so many people there. And <laughs> it was, the, it was basically the hundred person version of that Spider-Man meme where everyone was pointing at each other going, <laughs> wait a second, I didn't know you were in this. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. That excites me a whole lot because I, I, a narrative game person first and foremost. So to hear that you're excited for some of the the side mission characters and and the performance they give, I'm going to eat this game up every yeah. second. And oh yeah, very exciting. Definitely do the side quests. They're oh, they're yeah. so fun. They're yeah. so fun. What what excites you most about the story of sixteen? Because he, he he watching some of the previews this morning. I know you didn't watch a whole lot, but them just even referencing like a game of thrones style kind of mm -hmm. story i'm like ooh, yeah and world like yes that is very exciting i am super excited for people to respond to the stuff that they haven't seen mm. yeah. sweet i think we're all we've we've got so much stuff to digest now you know we've got those those five hours that people are talking about mm -hmm. um the stuff that i can't wait for people to experience is 15 hours down the line it's 25 hours is when we are in we are in with these characters that we understand who everyone is and they are just playing you like a fiddle with with it's so masterfully done some of this storytelling um and uh yeah they've done such a good job and there's a reason why yoshi p has said this is a game about story mm. play this story um and uh, yeah it's a it's a beautiful story with wonderful characters who i hope you know, will be up there for Zell with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I do think, I think we're in for something quite cool. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I want to take you on a, a bit of a side tangent. This mm-hmm. one, because it, it, it interests me. We've been seeing it blow up over the last few months. And some folks, again, like Jane Perry, name drop yet again, because uh, she's fantastic and amazing. Um, fellow voice actress who you know, voice some concern over this, you know, like a month ago, I feel like everybody was just like, we're going to take AI photos I'm, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to be an astronaut. And then yep. all of a sudden now it's like James Earl Jones signs a contract to Disney to use his voice in perpetuity for Darth Vader. That stuff kind of freaks me out. And I would mm-hmm. like to know because I'm such an outsider looking in as an actor yourself, how do you feel about, AI in your industry, do you actually find that there is, you know, there could be a benefits here used as a tool or are you kind of wary for the future of that type of technology? Um, for, I'm not an expert on this and Either I'm not, in, I'm not incredibly well read on it. Yeah. However, I am fortunate to um, have a lot of friends who are incredibly concerned mm-hmm. Um, and are incredibly well informed on this. Um, David Menken, actually, who is plays Barnabas in this game, is is very much kind of a part of the the group of actors who are spearheading the idea of um, regulating it. AI is not the enemy. It is a wonderful, wonderful tool, but we are in the wild west of its use. Yeah. Um, and I think there is a world in which it, it can. And is um, harming the 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 lives of some people who have put their voices into recording things. You know, it's the fact that you can put a well-known voice actor's voice into a machine, and it can make them say some awful, awful, awful things. Mm-hmm. Those are concerning. Um, that's that's the worry. And I'm it's certainly in the UK um, right now. I think as we record this. Um, there are uh, brilliant actors, brilliant um, people like Jane, like David, who are um, really trying to get the word out about how useful, but also how dangerous it can be if placed into the wrong hands. Yeah. Ooh. You, you, get, you, you made me feel optimistic and then kind of slightly scared. I like it. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's all in the storytelling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Thank no. you for, thank you for no. your candor on that, because as someone who's outside looking in, like, uh, you know, I do uh, PR on the side and seeing like chat G, uh, what is it, GPT, just do a press release. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> this freaking me out. <laughs> I, I paid $50,000 for this degree. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. AI art as well. I mean, yeah. there are so many things. I think, yeah, I'm not going to speak too much on it, but fair um, enough. Fair enough. Kyle, let's get us back on track here. Sure. I, I I'll take my fun. tinfoil hat off. Yeah, please do. There you go. Uh, I got some coming. fun uh, uh, Final Fantasy esque questions for you, Ben. Okay. Um, how broody is Clive? Like on a scale from Titus to Squall, what are we talking about here? So, um, can you still hear me? Am I yeah, here? I, hear I hear you. Sorry, my ear. There we go. I move my ear things. How broody is Clive? Yeah. Um, do we get a laugh scene like Titus in FF10? Or there is a no, there is no laugh scene, okay. which I I really like that laugh. Scene. I do too. I, I like love it. it. I think people misinterpret what that scene yeah. is about. See, Joe Joe is a newbie to Final Fantasy, so I he, am. he's not he doesn't know that kind of laughing thing. But I'm sure you've seen it in memes oh, yeah, of, of that laugh. But yeah, yeah. How broody is Clive? Clive is um, 
we we meet point we meet we meet point we meet Clive at a point in his life where he's gone through a lot of stuff, and where we meet Clive is not where we end up with Clive. That's what I will say. Is okay. it's all part of a journey. You know, he's okay. not just going to be he's not just going to be going whatever for the whole game. Don't worry, he goes Sweet. on a he goes on quite a journey. Great, a very uh, interesting arc. I like it. I dig it. If Clive can choose from all the characters uh, from Final Fantasy. Mm. Who would he choose to be part of his party? I'm sure. I'm sure you're the people in Clive's party in 16 are fantastic, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to meet them. But out of all the Final Fantasies, who are you picking to be part of Clive's party? So I'll say who I I'd want to pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. Okay, great. So I would probably want to have. I'd want to have Tifa in my party, mm-hmm. simply because she got me through the wise fight. Just. Go Absolutely. Tifa. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I would want to have, um, I'd want to have Yuna in my party. Yuna's great. Um, and then if we're doing a four-person party, mm-hmm. um, I would say, oh, it's so tough. Um, such a good question. Please don't judge me. Um, oh, it's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to send one to you that I think would be a great round. I feel, I feel it would be Balthier simply because okay. from 12 yeah. and my reason being you've got um, just for kind of the conversations that they would have, I think would be really, really interesting. That's a you good know, one. I think you've got a really great balance of personalities there. And I think that, um, the party banter would be quite good. We probably wouldn't be very good at defeating anything, any high-level enemies. Um, <laughs> miss, awfully balanced party. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. What about I you? Tr- I was trying to send to you Vivi. I'm a, a big <sighs> Vivi fan. I take it all back. It would be only Vivi. <laughs> only Vivi. I love it. It would be, it would be a party of all Vivis. I In fact... It. Uh, what I want to see is a uh, 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 buddy, a buddy cops kind of vibe. Yes. It's just Clive and Vivi, yes, just traveling through Gaia, yeah, solving crimes like small crimes, Ooh, petty crimes. <laughs> yeah, there's no magic involved at all. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And they've just got they've just got kind of like an like an old faithful chocobo that they travel <laughs> yes. around in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, they stop for a bit of chocobo hot and cold. And then, um, do yeah. they have a like a uh, a Moogle buddy that just yeah, joins them really, too? really kind of like chatty Moogle as well? Yes, yeah, and yes. Clive's a little bit annoyed by him. Yeah, oh, I love <laughs> um, it. friendly reminder: play Final Fantasy Nine, everybody. It's it's great. Yeah, play Final Fantasy Nine. It's absolutely impeccable. I, do you want to talk about Final Fantasy Nine? I will please. I will just yeah, just I, no, no. Right. I just, yeah, I think it's amazing, and I think it is. Um, even though eight is my favorite Final Fantasy, I think Final Fantasy nine is such a magical, magical experience. Yes. And I think it is probably the most magical Final Fantasy. I think mm-hmm. the art style is stunning. It has aged beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it has one of the most annoying challenges in all of Final Fantasy. Well, it has multiple annoying ones, which is if the jump rope trophy was the jump rope. Oh, yeah. And then the other one is getting Excalibur mm-hmm. two. Yep. Excalibur one. I believe it's um, Excalibur two. Yeah. Excalibur two, where you have to play in like eight hours. I think it's something like that. Yeah. But yeah, love that game. For a guy who's only played Final Fantasy VII Remake, and this is this is my first like true mainline Final Fantasy that I'm super jazzed about, super excited to dive in. I'm loving the banter between you two. 
And now I feel kind of alarmed. I will be replaced. Yeah. No, you won't. Don't worry. All right. Fair enough. I'll say something. I'll say something really awful towards the end. And they'll be like, Ben's not allowed. Ben, you don't know. Ben's Ben's not allowed back. You don't know where the line could be. That's where we should cut the interview. Like, they're saying bye to Ben. It'll just cut him midline. And we're like, okay, that's where he he said Mm. something bad. Ben was found dead in his flat (laughs) two days later. Mysterious. Oh, BB and Clive. You got to solve a crime. I just, uh, now that you've got that in my head now, I can't, I can't get out of my head. Um, so if anyone out there is listening, um, please do some artwork, Clive and Vivi hand in hand. I would, let's go. I want, I yes, want to see it happen. Let's go. I'm, um, I'm thinking le- like it's giving me lethal weapon vibes. Ooh, yeah. That's what I want. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what we'll call it. We'll just, com- we'll just, <laughs> we'll just call it lethal weapon. And I go, is there a copyright claim here? No, 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 no. This is completely original. I think they're using it. Uh, I got a question for you. If you could pick your own icon. Who would you want? Doom Train. Yes. Oh, Doom Joe train. doesn't know Doom Train. No, I know, right? You're like, who's Doom Train? I thought Joe, it was be the Demon House. Talk welcome, me through this. Welcome to the world of Doom Train. <laughs> it is a train. <laughs> it is a train that causes status ailments. Okay. That's what it does. And it's so cool. It has a skull on the front. And it is basically made of bone. And it is perfect. I'm taking I'm taking a watch to it right now. It's interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, Doom Train. I'm just really trying to make Doom Train happen. Yeah, that'd so, be great. Um, just you know, just like all the cool because there's all the cool ones, you know, like all the all the big scary monsters and yeah. like I'm just a train. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that inflicts doom. <laughs> yeah, it inflicts doom. It's yeah. um, it's great. Yeah, there's let's bring back Doom Train. I love it. It's great. Uh, if if you Ben could take any Final Fantasy weapon besides Clive's. To bring yeah. home with you, like you know how actors bring home props from a set. Yeah. What weapon would you bring home? Yeah, your, I I can't I can't say it. Um, I actually can't say it. Out. I don't can't remember the name of it, but it's okay. um, uh, Tidus's celestial weapon. I think it's like the, called the Caladabolg Kal- or something. Okay. Um, I, I I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Uh, the, my reason being is is when I got that weapon. To get that, I don't, in order to get the weapons in Final Fantasy X, you have to do some just really hard things. Yeah. One being this chocobo race in the Calm Lands. Mm-hmm. And you have to basically dodge seagulls. Really fun. <laughs> Honestly, Joe, it's a great series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe you. I can't wait. Giant, I got the pixel remaster. Let's go. You're on a giant bird. You're trying to get balloons and you're dodging other birds. It's yeah. classy. Um <laughs> I do love it. I I love it. And so you had to do all these really difficult things. And I just, well, I remember getting Tidus's celestial weapon and thinking that's a nice, that's a nice thing. Um, also, the his original weapon, the one that you see in the artwork with the beautiful oh, yeah. kind of like water blade, is yeah. so beautiful. I remember seeing that that image of Tidus standing in the water. Man, that was that was this was next gen Final Fantasy after all the things that all the stories that we played and thinking uh-huh. this is it. This is. This is the next level because the graphical fidelity, the music, everything. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a game! Oh, I, I have another question that just popped in my head. Uh, what side game, like uh, you know, like Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. known for like card games or whatnot? Yeah, would you want its own game just all by itself? And why is it Blitzball? Because that's mine. Oh, do you know what I was going to say? Exactly that. I was having a yeah. conversation with someone yesterday, and I was thinking. 
come on Square Enix, make a Blitzball game. Yes. I would play that endlessly. You can either do it as like a championship manager, football manager style, where it's a bit hands-off, where you're mm-hmm. going around and recruiting players around Spira, yeah. um, or you could just actually play the game, which was really, really fun. But yeah, Blitzball, I, th- I think when I played it, Back in when it first came out, mm-hmm. I think I put about twenty hours into playing Blitzball. Oh yeah, ooh, um, it's pretty deep for yeah. something that you can completely yeah. not do at all. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty deep. Yeah, and then when you just got you go, Joe, you go around Spira recruiting, recruiting characters, and then training them up. You know, the world's going to end, but we got some Blitzball to play, <laughs> and it's all underwater. It's yeah. like soccer underwater. It's Let's crazy. not question how they breathe. Let's yeah, not no. question that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's, but I'd love to go to it. Like, <laughs> I'd love to go to a game of this fictional game. Yeah. I'd love to watch a match. Mm-hmm. That's it's awesome. Fun. I just think of the Gungans in uh, episode one, and I'm like, anything yeah. underwater? I get a little nervous. I get a little Listen, nervous. It was in that era. It was in that era, though. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question for you, Ben. Mm-hmm. It's what's what's next for you there, bud? Like what's next in 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 your career? You know, you got I you know, your Clive in Final Fantasy sixteen. What's what's next in, in the realm of voice acting acting for you, bud? I don't know. <laughs> and that's the most exciting and terrifying thing about being an actor. Um <laughs> I don't know. Um and I feel so lucky. I, I actually I've got I'm doing a lot of stuff, fortunately, in the lead up to the release of this game. And also I have to play this game. That's true. You know? Um, and uh yeah, I don't I don't know, and I I love it. I just I've said this before. If I don't do anything else, I'm fine. I would happily, you know, I would happily say, Yeah, I'm good, I'm out, because this is just like the most amazing thing to talk to you guys. The fact that like I my world has kind of been shifted now mm. where my my passion and my hobby has now kind of become my work. Um, his, it's just the best. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be, be being publicizing this game and, and jump on loads of people's streams and engage with the community and awesome. go to some cons and, yes. you know, I'm That's just, awesome. I'm just, ex- I'm just excited. You know, yeah. I'm excited for, the PlayStation Showcase. I'm excited. I'm just. I'm just a fan, man. I'm I mean, I got fan. this. Is my 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 last question for you, Ben. Uh, you just popped in my brain. Mm. Um, PlayStation Showcase as a recording. We're mm-hmm. three days away. What's the thing you want to see there? What what's yeah. what's your? Let's get crazy. What's yeah. the dream Prediction. Ben announcement? Yeah, the dream. The dream yeah. Ben announcement is. So when I, I listen to a lot of these, you know prediction episodes and it's always we always predict the known right yes it's the known what i want is what i don't know yet it's the one where we just go oh my god it's the shenmue 3 moment Mm. it's the Mm -hmm. you know it's the seven remake moment it's the moment where we go you know those great that showcase it's 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 that that i want I want to be so blown away by the surprise. You know, we there are all the rumors about MGS3. I mean, I would pop for that yeah, massively. Yeah. But um, it's, I don't know, it's whatever Sony Bend are making. What are Sony Bend making? I want to uh-huh. see. Sony what... Bend, what are you guys making? Yeah, come on. Come on, Sony Bend, come on. And if you, need, actually... if you need someone to voice a character, you know, ben, Ben's available. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, so, I'm so unemployed right now. Um, <laughs> ben, Sony Ben. ben. Uh, Same. Watch, do, do a quick American accent. Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not going to. There's so I'll do a much British bit. one. 
There's so much. Oh, don't, don't. There's so much lit. You can hear me doing American accent on 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 TV. I'm there. <laughs> um, just in case I'm rubbish and Sony Bend listening, they don't want to employ me. Um, actually, when I got I got the platinum on Days Gone, like I was one of the people who played it when it first released. So you uh-huh. know what you know what state I was playing that in. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and I loved it. Yeah. And um, I sent a DM to Sony Bend. I was so I was I was drinking a bottle of wine, getting my platinum trophy, and I sent a message going. <laughs> I really enjoyed this game. I really hope you get to make another one. And Sony Bend have left me on red for years oof, <sighs> oof. Boy. oh boy now i feel like Why? they owe you a vo spot yeah. so if i got a part i would walk in like julia roberts and pretty woman and go <laughs> big mistake <laughs> huge um <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um ben thank you so much for coming on man you're so welcome your your, your passion your enthusiasm for not just you know this game that you're so involved with but just gaming in general uh bled on through so thank you so much yeah. for coming anytime on, you want to come on yeah you're welcome let's do it i mean the problem is now now that you've said this i'll be like guys can i come on this week oh. and talk about and, you, and i'll be like come yeah. on in let's go right let's go let's go talk playstation yeah i'd love to ben I'd love to. how can people reach out to you good sir i know you're a client blah 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 but like what's your what's your twitter handle shout shout yourself out give your yeah so you can find me consistently on on socials um i play (laughs) i play clive um uh the is very annoying it's the underscore ben underscore star with two r's um and there is actually a famous chef called ben star as well um he was on master chef america so um you know, feel free to follow him. When I was first announced, people were rec- saying, this guy's a chef as well. Oh. I'm not. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst cook. Um, but yeah, go check out. Uh, don't check out me. Check out the chef, Ben Starr from MasterChef um, <laughs> America. It. Do that. Give him a follow instead. <laughs> ben, thank you so much for You're dropping by. With that, we'll get back to the show. Ooh, man, I've been sitting on uh, one of my favorite interviews for over a Same. month now. Same. Ben is just absolutely incredible. And yeah. the fact that we got to do that so long ago, it feels like, mm-hmm. even though it's only been a few weeks. Uh, and then seeing him pop up everywhere else and everyone else gets to experience just the absolute wonderful human being he is. Yeah. yeah. It just it. I'm, and he's loving it. Like you can tell he loves video games and he loves Final Fantasy. And the fact that he gets to play. The main character in a mainline Final Fantasy game is awesome. And to see that how well received it is as well, like on yes. top of it, like people are legitimately saying this is one of the best Final Fantasies yeah. in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's awesome to see. So ben, enjoy Ben Flowers deserved. And he said he wants to be on soon. Come on whenever. Yeah. Also, so, uh, shout is? out to I can finally uh uh, I, I will tweet this out once this okay. episode goes live, but uh, Ben said something about him wanting uh, a drawing of Clive and Vivi together. Yes. And uh, uh, I instantly hit up a good friend of the show, Jadis Von Metal. That's right. And, and, and Jadis made an awesome crime, a law and order style buddy cop thing of Clive and Vivi with the yeah. Chocobo walking around. It's beautiful. So I'm going to yeah. tweet that out. Uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. You love to see it. You love to yeah. see it. That said, Kyle, listen, I can gush about Ben and we can make this a Ben star podcast all we want. 
and I would yeah. be down for it. I would yeah. switch the name. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about what we've been playing before we do. Uh, and I want to first start with a game. A game. A game. Last okay. week I said I'll probably get to 80 hours in Diablo 4. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Kyle, guess how many hours I have into Diablo 4. I guessed 80 last week, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um... 88. Now, please understand two things. The the <laughs> metric of time on PlayStation, <laughs> I've been told is off. Uh, okay. Maybe. Uh-huh. By like 10, okay. 15 minutes. I was sick over the weekend. Oh, okay. I have 110 hours. You're... What the hell? <laughs> Kyle, I was so sick on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. Please, no one clap. I'm ashamed oh of this. Oh, my God. I you turned so... into the South Park uh, PC guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's on you. Sunday, oh, on Sunday I did nothing but wow, Diablo that's 4. Wild. That's wild. I am level 73. Okay. That said, Brandon English writes in, what's going on? Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm enjoying the podcast and I've been playing Diablo four and loving, uh, loving it very much. I got three characters to 55, started off with a barbarian, which was a lot of fun, but I got altritis, (laughs) altitis. Um, I couldn't help myself and I had to try another class. So I leveled up a necromancer to 50, which was a bit disappointing after which I decided to level up a rogue, and I got it to 55 as well, and absolutely loved it. Raining arrows around me, knives spinning around me, and all the shadow mincing my, uh, sorry, my every move. I obliterated the butcher in less than a minute. That had it coming. God damn right he did. I can't get enough of Diablo 4 right now, and would love to hear both of your stories and experiences. Also, y'all got a clan? I would love to team up with you guys. Yeah, the Trophy Room Clan, baby. That's all it's called. It's called the Trophy Room. <laughs> I didn't have any like cool hipstery names that I could put into it, but it's the Trophy Room. Come join us. Um, it, well, yeah, Kyle. I would love to, love for everyone to join us. I, I only put a, uh, in a request uh, when I started playing yeah. over the a de- uh, few days ago, and Joe hasn't accepted it yet. <laughs> well, I think so. I accepted. I think now you have to accept my acceptance. It's oh, okay. Like it's been okay. So it's been a few days. So maybe yeah, it's been a few days. Yeah, yeah. So Kyle, you're new to Diablo. Yeah, first Diablo ever. What class did you pick, and how are you enjoying it? I went barbarian. I like Ooh, to hit things. Okay. A gorgeous looking barbar- barbarian, by the way. Oh she, really? She is very pretty. Oh, a lady. Okay. Um, how am I liking it? It is is weird for me to talk about Diablo. Yeah. I can see why everyone loves it. And I do genuinely love it. It's mm-hmm. a really good time. It is dopamine. Uh, just obliterating enemies with my two-handed slam attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called Hammer of the Agents. Um, yep. Good just for leveling. Destroying people. Um, but I've at the end of the day, it's just doing the same thing over and over again. But doing it faster, it was more. Of I don't know. You. I don't know if I love it though. Like I don't. I don't know if I love that loop. I love yeah. the loot stuff. It's just like I've seen the same dungeon or layout of dungeon yeah. uh, multiple times. What level are you? Uh, twenty. No, thirty-two. 
Okay. Something like that. Finish that story. Yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then play a bit of the late game, and then you're going to unlock it. Because, like, the story is not the I'm, best. I'm also only on World Tier 1, so maybe I ho- bump it up a little put, bit, make yeah, it a little harder. Up, yeah, yeah, Put up the World Tier 2. You're not going to regret yeah. it. Um, because once you're done with the campaign, which I, it's not the best Diablo campaign. I actually do prefer the last campaign, like story mm-hmm. over this. I'm going to be real. Um, though I think there's better characters here. Um, I just felt Diablo 3's story, now time has elapsed. Um, I just felt it was paced a bit better. Okay. Uh, actually, not even a bit. It was paced better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, though, Diablo is all about the end game stuff. So you get past that, that, story mode and you'll even say like you'll be like on chapter act five and six you'll be like why wasn't the rest of these acts like this because like fair these are intense you like yeah and one of the best cinematics in gaming just period Mm. um so like after after you get to that campaign then you understand you unlock um more abilities you get to fight more and more dangerous foes and that's where the dopamine hit gets you because the coolest thing about diablo is seeing what is a unstoppable force meet the immovable object that is Mm. you and Mm. just seeing you just decimate everything around you that's the thing that is and and i for sure i've had really really cool moments like that i've i i am doing every single side quest that i find and some of the side quests are fun yeah. Um, I forgot the sister's name, the the nun who you do like you exercise uh oh uh, yes. people. Yeah. That was a really cool side quest. Um it's just it, it it pressing the same combo buttons in the same order over and over again though, it just it got a little uh, uh mundane after a little trust bit. Me, but trust me. I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna push through. I'm not I'm gonna stop playing, but And as a barbarian you get the whirlwind. <laughs> See, I I also haven't messed around with, with many of the skills. Uh, I I I have that. Uh, what's the ultimate one where I call down three three yeah. spirits to help me at the same time, and yep. they just wreck shop. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. love that one. You become a spin wheel of death. It's great. <laughs> Kyle, Sweet. You've been also playing a game called what is this? Rag Legacy too. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me uh, about it. Uh, Another game that I've been waiting for forever for PlayStation has been everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, sequel to one of my favorite games ever made. And boy, oh boy, is this even better. Nice. Uh, visually, it looks stunning. The new classes are really cool. I just unlocked uh, Chef. Um, and you have a giant Ooh. frying pan uh, to attack enemies with. But when you attack them, it inflicts burn. So All it right. does like elemental damage, which is very, very fun. Uh, the Valkyrie class is awesome. You got a nice little uh, uh, like halberd, like polearm kind of thing um, that you can ta- uh, use in any direction, which is really, really fun. The different uh, runes and um, relics that you get have like there's so much strategy into it. Like, like uh, uh, resolve is a thing in this game where if you take a, a relic, you lose resolve, which also lowers your health a little bit. Mm hmm. For every relic you take, so you have to balance how many cool little uh, buffs do you want in, in um, and weighing how little health are you okay with going through 
this a massive, massive uh, uh, dungeon kind of thing. Okay. Um, and and all the the charm and and humor from the first game are here. Like, what am I? If you don't know the basis of it, uh, it is a roguelike game. Yeah. Uh, uh, where you play as um, descendant, every run. Right? Yeah, every run you're a descendant and heir to the person that you just played, and they have all have their own individual traits. Like I just played one with the nostalgic trait. Where it looks like an old film reel, where it like mm-hmm. flickers a little bit, and there's like burn on the edge, and everything's like um, sepia toned. Uh, it's very okay. very cool. Or uh, a clown, where you just have clown makeup on, and uh, you have a little bit of health. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, uh, the a fart one, you're just extra gassy, and you just fart randomly. It does mm-hmm. nothing, but it's just like fun and cute. Yeah. Uh, it's so deep. It's so much fun. And the fact that this is free for PlayStation Plus Extra, this might be the best extra game they've ever had yeah. available. Yeah, it's just like I'm going to be playing this forever. It's That's so awesome. good. Yeah, I cannot wait to play this when Final Fantasy and Diablo are like well away from me. So oh, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. like by August, I, I'm I'm playing this game because I I am interested in it because it's a roguelite and all that stuff. Yeah, it's great. All right, Kyle, listen. Oh. Are you holding on to something right now? I am. Anything. Anything at all. Okay, I got this pen. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. On the 20th of June, Aliens Dark Descent on PS5, PS4, Crash Team Rumble on PS5, PS4, Roblo on PS5, PS4, Rogue Legacy 2 on PS5, PS4 again on on. PS Plus Extra, The Last Hero of Nostalgia on PS5, PS4. Hold on, real quick. Did not yes. know that Last Hero of Nostalgia has come into PlayStation. Oh, yeah? What is this? This game's pretty cool. It is a, sat- a satirical Souls game, Ooh. where it makes fun of Souls games, okay. and where you play as like a stick figure, and and, and nice. as you uh, beat bosses, the world goes from 8-bit to 16-bit and more fully realized. Oh. Wow. Uh, it was previously on Xbox. I played it on Xbox last year. It is a okay. really, really, really good time. And it's got really fun other video game jokes. Like I had the Master Chief armor, but it wasn't <laughs> called Master Chief armor. It was called like um, something Spartan something. Okay. And, and it looked exactly like it. And But there's like other nods to other games or whatever. It's really, yeah, this, really cool. This actually looks pretty darn cool. That's something yeah. I might actually check out. Uh, the 21st of June, Masteroid on PS5. New Lands 3, Paradise Island on PS4. Post Void on PS5, PS4. The last... Oh, wait. Last Year of Nostalgia again. It's coming okay. out twice. Twice. <laughs> uh, sk- uh, VR Skater on PSVR 2. X-Force Genesis on PS4. On the 22nd of June... There you go, Joe. Dr. Fetus Mean Meat Machine on PS5, PS4. Enjoy. All right. Hey, listen. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 on PS5. Harmony, The Fall of Reverie on PS5. Looks great. Hubris. Hubris. On PSVR 2. The hubris of this bitch. The Bookwalker <laughs> Thief of Tales on PS5, PS4. Really quickly, Joe. Yes. Bookwalker was unveiled, I think, at the PC gaming show. Ooh, no, free okay. or, or future game show. Yeah. Trailer looked awesome. The character oh. design, you're like this uh, uh, humanoid with a book for a head and the pages mm. book slightly open and the pages are like its hair. It looked like a really cool, fun, like stealth action game. 
God. It's like a, a like a point and click adventure game. The biggest oh, cool. letdown from a trailer to actual game I've ever oh, had. Oh, okay, yeah, because I'm I'm trying to look at the trailer right now. It just gave me an Avatar trailer real fast. Let me see. Oh yeah, this, yeah, that's the, looks ca- the character cool. is so dope. And then oh wow, it, it's like um, the old animated movie Page Master. We're yeah. hopping into different stories and stealing things and bringing them back to the real world. Not at okay. all what I wanted from that trailer. Yeah, this guy. This, this is this. This looks like the League of Legends guy from from uh, from the show. Okay, that's cool. No, uh, Velotharian arc heroes hero school story two on PS five PS four on June thirty. Sorry, twenty third. <laughs> There's no thirty. Third, C Smash VRS on PS VR two, Straltford Usurper on PS five PS four, and Sonic Origins Plus on PS five and PS four. Go check those garms out. Now, Kyle, it's time for our favorite and the last segment of the show. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Oh. Hey, uh, Kyle, would you like to read this one at a time and you start first? Because I've been talking a lot. Absolutely. Sure. Thank you. Uh, Ace Insane writes in, hey, guys, question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw. Yeah. This past week, I played What Remains of Edith Finch, a game I didn't know much about, but had only heard good things for uh, since it came out in 2017. While I initially only played this because it was short and an easy platinum, I quickly found out that I was not emotionally prepared mm-hmm. for its story. My question is, what games stick out in, in your mind that you went into knowing very little or even nothing about, but ended up picking or ended up being an experience that stuck with you? Uh, Edith Finch is a game I still need to play, and the reason why I haven't played it yet is because of how emotionally damaging it is. I played it. I got bored because I, it's I have sociopathic tendencies. I feel nothing at things that yeah. are trying to make me sad. Um, so... Yeah, no, to I think for me, I usually do a lot of like research into you a, vet into your a, games before. Yeah, you I play. vet it. I'm like I, if I'm buying it, even if I'm like going on Game Pass or something, like I'm still wasting my time on this thing. I want to make sure my time's mm-hmm. wasted on something mm-hmm. fun. I would say the only game that I didn't do that with, two games in particular, um Hades. I knew of mm. Hades. I saw Hades. I was like, yeah, this looks cool. I've heard nothing but great things. But I didn't dive deep into it. And Metroid Dread. And both oh, of those fair. games are phenomenal. So, yeah, yeah. Those would be two of mine. What about you? Uh, mine is is uh, somewhat similar to Ace Insane's, um, where it was a game that looked cool, looked fun, was not expecting it to have such uh, um, heartfelt story and made me learn about how to deal with my anxieties and stuff. Mm. Uh, that's Celeste. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite games ever. And the fact that halfway through you the, up the mountain, you, you learn about uh, uh, her and stuff. mental illnesses yeah. and, and what she's going through and just how hard it hit while I was playing. It's like I, this hard platformer, did not know I was going to cry while playing this game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Celeste is that uh, for me, big time. Uh, that said, the Muffin Mon writes in, Hey, guys, recently started the Callisto Protocol. We'll be finishing it before Final Fantasy 16 comes out. Come on, Kevin, calm down. Uh, and this game rocks Does for the sleep? life of me. 
Does he sleep? I don't think. I don't think he does. Ugh, I don't think. I, he does. I mean, Sean Capri always makes fun of him. Says he does have a jab. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. For the life of me, I can't understand the poor reviews. What is a game that you love that the critics don't? Oh my god, such a good one! It is a good one, and it's hard for me because I'm. I feel like I'm usually in sync a lot with like reviews and Mm -hmm. and and stuff. I liked Callisto more than I think a lot of people did. Yeah, but that would be me taking the easy route. By saying I I liked it. Um, You know what? I'm going to get a little shit for this because I know it's an Xbox game, right? I liked Fable 3. I think the end is bad. Don't get me wrong. The end is like we ran out of budget. But I actually think Fable 3 was a really fun time. So I would say a game that people panned but I still liked. I think Fable 3 is, is one of those for me. Mm. Um, And same with like Fable 2. All the Fable. I just love Fable. So, yeah, all of it for me. Fair. What about you? It's tough. Right? I have have an easy one that I can go to that I mentioned before, but I'm trying to find... I'm trying to look at my my wall and see if there's any that are like... Yeah, let me me do the same too. But, like, the easy one is... uh, Maybe critically it did well. I don't know. I know a lot of people hate on it, and that's Final Fantasy VIII. I adore VIII. It is one of my favorites, uh, much like our guest Ben Starr was talking about. Um, I love I love those characters. I love that story so much. Uh, people love to hate on it. But cr- critically, I don't know if that matches your question, Kevin. No, eight, eight, oh, no, that was seven. What did eight do? Oh, I only put in seven in the Google search. Come on. Out. <laughs> Fuji writes, hello, team. Hello, Fuji. Hello. Uh, Hope you're both doing well. So I played Final Fantasy 16 demo on story focus mode, of course, Mm -hmm. and was wowed by the story and the overall visuals of the game. Now, I've never played a Final Fantasy game in my life, so I'm finally going into this with no prior knowledge of the past games. What I like to know is, after I play 16, which is which Final Fantasy game do you think Mm. I should check out next? Kyle, this one's just for you. Yeah, so Fuji, my question to you is if you dig the medieval fantasy setting that 16 is going for, I highly suggest um uh, a 9. Final Fantasy 9 is is that kind of whimsical fantasy thing. Um even though 16 from what I know is not as whimsical, it seems mm-hmm. pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um I would go 9 if you just want a more modern thing, FF7 Remake is a great beginning spot. Um, old School 7 as well is is everywhere if you want a more turn-based thing and, and want to know why Final Fantasy is beloved by so many. And, like, the Pixel remasters are out, too. And and I've, uh, I, I haven't gone through all of them, but, like, uh, Final Fantasy 6 is great. Mm-hmm. If you, like... Uh, really fun swap in and out character kind of battle thing turn-based style ff7 10 or ff10 is great okay um yeah you you can't go wrong with a final fantasy game unless it's my least personal favorite uh 15 okay fair enough fair enough yeah kyle take away the next question for me mken 10 writes in hey guys i've actually got a non-video game question here so probably one for the sony pony express yeehaw 
Yeah. I see that there are some really cool new features rolling out with iOS 17 that are geared towards podcasting. Features like a refreshed now playing experience, unique artwork for every individual episode, and even Apple Podcasts being pushed through TikTok. Hmm. I was wondering if you knew about or saw these updates. You always have sleek artwork for your YouTube thumbnails, so it sounds like this could be now be pushed to Apple Podcasts as well. Do you think you would take advantage of new audiences on TikTok? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on these new branding ideas and whether or not it's something you think could help with the future of your podcasting. Ooh, great question. This is for me, right? Yeah, this, this, this is, is I know nothing of this, so yeah. Um, I, I didn't know all of these things, but it seems like a lot of it is Apple catching up to Spotify because Spotify, you've been able to do this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to like different artwork for the show, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while now um i just i so we don't go through the spotify version of how to do that so the the one scary thing is like theoretically to make it work we would maybe have to switch our provider which means switch the feed which means joe is gonna have to spend a a good couple of days thinking if if he just messed up a feed that has 500,000 downloads on it <laughs> and so and 300 like, plus episodes that are just yeah. now inaccessible for everybody <laughs> for everyone <laughs> so like did four years of work just go down the train i don't yeah, know yeah could be who knows it could be is and is a fancy thumbnail worth worth it i don't know yeah. but uh, honestly i think it helps like with themes thematically uh apple podcast being pushed it through things like tiktok's only smart because surprisingly enough short form is actually really good for podcasts uh especially if you're like a comedy podcast out there i see a lot of them push tiktok or like youtube shorts so honestly this is a topic i could go for 30 minutes on but that mm. that's yeah we'll definitely be looking at all that stuff for sure. We we definitely want to hit as many people as possible. So like yeah. if it makes it easier, sure. Yeah. And now there's like so many ways of making video vertical. So yeah. yeah. This is definitely something I, I'm going to be looking into. For sure. Nice. All right, Kyle, let's bring it back to games. I nerded out here and now I'm very excited. <laughs> Ghetto Berry 13 writes, Dear illustrious fine gentleman. Slow news week, so you're in desperate need of questions. Summer is here. It's constantly bright and hot outside. It's just not for me. Same. So what type of games are best played during this warm season? Do you recommend short and breezy games? Or is it maybe just one big game to last the summer long? That my one summer love kind of vibe. Also, Mm. how do you guys stay cool? Love one hot and bothered gamer. <laughs> I got this I beautiful AC unit right next to me. Oh, must be nice. That's right. That's right. It's nice. It's here. Uh, it gets way too cold sometimes. But uh, yeah. summer is reserved usually for the backlog. So whatever I don't have right now currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like near is probably one of those games. Yeah, yeah. Near is going to be our July Road to Greatness episode. That's right. That's right. Um, so start accordingly. That's right. Um, high school school me during summertime met long JRPG. Fair. A nice long one. Now, give me a, a short platformer where like um, I can play for a little bit or at night where I don't want to uh, 
worry about min-maxing equipment and skills or whatever. Let me just, you know, do some cool platforming sections and beat some bosses okay. um, in between me going outside into my above-ground pool, which is how I say cool. And uh, the air conditioner only in my bedroom. So when I go to bed at night, I open the door and it's, it's beautiful. less of cold air. It's great. That's how it's I say cool. But I'm with you. It's too hot out here. It's too hot. It's already. Come on. First day of summer. Don't like it. Cloud Strife writes in. What's up, Kyle and Joe? Hoping all is well. I listen to these podcasts every week, and you guys literally make my weeks and laugh. My question is, what is the one video game in which you cannot live without? You can always replay over and over again, and what you believe should be in every PlayStation collection. Thank you, guys. Keep killing it. Bloodborne. Oh, boy. Yeah, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Oh, man, I so I'm going to go against uh, uh, the easy choices. Okay. I'm not going to PlayStation first party game. Oh, OK, um, I'm going to game that I can't live without. And I've replayed from from beginning to end at least seven or eight times. It's Borderlands 2. Oh, wow. I love that Very game different. so much. I go back and replay it all the time. OK, um, it's it's great. So that would be mine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, mine would be again Bloodborne. Blood easy. Yeah. <laughs> it, but, it, that, like it's so easy. But honest to God, Elden Ring was a year ago, and I, every time I think <laughs> about it, I get urged to play it. Look, Kyle, I'm not kidding. Millennia. Blade who's of Mikola, never known. Who's never known. Defeat? Never known defeat is is my wallpaper. Like <laughs> that game, I think is my uh, you know stranded on a desert island game for sure. I did get the itch watching the the. Um, games done quick uh, speed yeah. run of Elden Ring. Yeah, it's like oh maybe I'll maybe I'll start a new character. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go good. through it again. It's real good. Too many That's games. A, though. <laughs> we got two questions, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. save that for this week's after show because I actually Ooh. just got a got a bit of a text and I, I got to actually head on oh. out of here right now. Oh, That's right. No. Okay. That's right. Well, yeah. everything good. Yeah, my father. You know, you know, he took a fall. Oh, he took yeah. a fall. Now he needs to get be you know help inside. So. Oh yeah. yeah 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 gotcha. Gotta okay. be a good son. Well, I yep. should just shove him in there. <laughs> you ruined a moment. <laughs> Where's my inheritance? <laughs> so I promise I'll be a good God. son. I'll be a yeah. good son. Uh, so that said, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to highlight before we get on out of here? Uh, yeah, you can follow me everywhere at Mr. KSEP. Um, go follow Six One Indie for all your latest in indie games. Um, and uh, go follow uh, Ben Starr on all socials. Yeah. Uh, delightful human being. And go delightful. play Final Fantasy 16. Go. Yeah. It's been endorsed. What are you doing? Go get it. <laughs> Come on. I mean, probably I'll be listening to the show as I drive to Best Buy and pick it up. Oh. It always baffles me that you listen to a show that we've recorded. Just to take I notes, can't do baby. it. I can't do it. I know. I hear my voice so much at this exactly. point. Exactly. Like uh, mm-hmm. it's just second nature. I know. I just sound like a big dumb idiot, and I move on. You're not. Stop it. Eh. I have this. I have this weird superpower of disassociating. Joe, your dad is waiting for you. All <laughs> right, gotcha. Uh, you can. <laughs> you can find me over at Mister Badbit. 
on Twitter. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the Trophy Room wherever you find a podcast service of choice, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And you can catch the video version live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube at PS Trophy Room as well. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep your words about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye. Love you.